Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Join me for the ultimate Teen Mom deep dive. This is more than just a recap show. I'll scour the internet to bring you all the best drama that MTV didn't air. From police reports to deleted tweets, I've got the details on all the fights, breakups, and arrests of our favorite MTV train wrecks. If you think the moms bring the drama on TV, just wait until you hear what really happened. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Okay, guys, so let's welcome my one of my dear, dear internet friends who we watch a lot of the same shows that barely anybody else is watching. We care about the stupid things that nobody else cares about, and we're really kindred spirits this way. Um, <laughs> so I want to welcome Princess Jones Curtis. Hi. Hi, and what a blessed night for you to be on, because we were given... I am not sure I have words for the being <laughs> Nathan special and what it was, what it started as and what it turned out to be. Um, I, I, it's almost mind blowing what they aired. It's the darkest shit I've ever seen in my life. It, it was like, you know, people always say that, remember that Lindsay Lohan documentary or yeah. docu-series shit? People are always like, oh, that was, it was too hard. It was too hard to watch. This shit was hard to watch. Like, he, I don't think he realized what he was filming. No. Well, here's my thing. Okay, so I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to ask you, like, what you thought Nate was, what he was getting into. Well, first of all, I'm sure MTV was like, yo, you want 25K bonus? Like, I'm Is sure. Is that how much you think he got paid? I would imagine around there, like, between 15 and okay. 25,000 you know what I mean like okay you know that was like the first like upfront like we're gonna give you money to do an extra special I'm I'm assuming that was because remember on the team mom OG reunion or after show when Matt was on and he was saying that he got his first big paycheck and went out and bought those cars and I think that was the being Matt paycheck oh okay okay all right, so I was wondering. I, that was going to be one of my questions. How much do you think he got paid to do this? I would say um, twenty five. Somebody, somebody in the group said Nathan is Valerie Cherish, and I was like, "Yes, oh, yeah." He has. He is so. <laughs> he has no idea what he looks like right now. No, none. And I like. I I truly think he thinks so fucking highly of himself, but it's like that fair mm-hmm. fake ego thing. So. It's hard to call it an ego, but, like, he has so little self-awareness and, like, thinks he's tricking everyone into believing the Mm -hmm. act that he's putting out that he literally thought this could not go wrong. Right. He thought he was in control. You see how he's always like, we're going to stop filming. Mom, you got to make sure you say it like this. Make sure you talk to me like this. He literally wrote ego on his pants leg. Like, that's his alpha (laughs) Alpha ego. ego. (laughs) What is that? What is that? Oh, no. I love that Nate lives in a world where he thinks he's an alpha. Yeah. But, okay, so like you were talking about, it's like Farah. He, I never realized how insecure Nate is. And it's because when we used to see him, he was standing next to Janelle, the most insecure person on earth. So you couldn't see it, but Nate 
is so insecure. It was like toddlers and tiaras when he was doing that competition shit. Oh He's looking all sad. And, and and nobody was in the audience because nobody goes to those things unless you paid to be in them. And he was just like, I'm going to be dead last. And I was like, oh, he he thinks he's so he wants people to love him and to think highly of him. And he doesn't know how to get that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will say with an upcoming court case uh, where she's vying for custody of Kaiser, Doris came out Mm -hmm. great. (laughs) This was our first. I mean, I have thoughts. I don't think she's perfect. I think, but an overall, an overall appearance um, where if you necessarily went like, I mean, I'm sure she doesn't care about this, but the team on fandom, she looked good. Yeah, I mean, she looked like a rational person. Yes. She looked like she cared about him. She looked like she took very well good care of Kaiser. Kaiser, I was like, who's that little boy just sitting there? Who is that? <laughs> yeah, what he did was they calm. He was super calm. Yeah, he was calm. He was listening. I I actually slipped him Benadryl before they went in there because <laughs> he was just like, chill. And so she seems like, and she has five kids total. Yeah, which and I'm confused we have... about. I've never heard about any mm-hmm. of other Nate's siblings except for a brother named Noah. I've never heard him mention sisters, other brothers, except Noah. So I wonder if they don't have the same dad or she has. I wonder if maybe it's stepkids, you know, like maybe. I wonder how long she's been with that yeah. that husband of hers. And like, she's like, I've raised five kids. If three maybe. of them are or maybe step they just, kids. Maybe they just don't choke people. And so we don't hear about them a lot because. They're not in the news. They're, like, going to their jobs and, True. you know, being nice to people. True. But, yeah, so I thought Doris, like, overall for being on Teen Mom, like, came off well. Like, she sure. she came off well. I mean, did, she's enabling the shit out of Nate. And, like, that they just Absolutely. let him sit in their house and scream at them? No, no, no. I don't think so. Like, he is 29 yeah. years old. He is way too old to be sitting in his parents' house rent-free screaming at them you know that vaping and screaming and probably doing steroids in the back room definitely you know he's doing steroids right there's no way he's not well yeah and he definitely is and when he and janelle like you know about like their well and do you remember they got engaged in saint thomas and then mtv didn't show that like Mm -hmm. the whole trip like blew up and janelle wished Mm -hmm. noah his brother was killed in action um (laughs) after that trip for those of you guys who don't know, the engagement trip where Janelle and Nate went to St. Thomas, Nate's friends also came along, and the whole thing, like, deteriorated into madness. And there's a video that I'm sure is still online of Janelle literally screaming at Nate's brother that she wished he had died in combat with his best friend. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it's the darkest. I'm I'm laughing because it's... Honestly, like, ins- the most insane thing that anybody could ever say. You know, like, I don't know. The reason it's insane is because they were, like, arguing over money. Like, some really petty shit. It yeah. was just, like, some stuff about the trip. Like, yeah. most of the time, somebody gets in a fight with you over something. They're like, well, you're an asshole and your girlfriend's ugly. No one's like, you know what? You should have died. Yeah. Like, that's not what people say, but that's what Janelle says. Also, I think, that's like, the backstory is, is, like, Janelle went for, like, so the backstory, I think, is that they were both blown up and Noah had, like, held the guy in his arms as he died. Like, uh, like literally uh, the worst thing you could ever say to somebody. I know. That's um, yeah. So what I thought was the most interesting was if Nate, 
I think he was drinking the whole time, even when he said that he was not drinking. If he really yeah, sure. wasn't, his TBI must be really bad because he sounds fucked up at all times. Mm-hmm. And I mean, also, I noticed it was I, weird. Sorry. I, he told the producer, he said, what? I left my liquor at home, but I haven't drank in a month and a half. And it's like, well, wait, what? Why do you have liquor at your house? I just thought it was a weird thing to say because if you haven't drank in a month and a half like why would you be bringing liquor with uh, you and the way he said my liquor yeah is a way i yeah. don't know i yeah not I'm the not liquor drinker, so. not my mom's yeah. liquor really, not, not drinks yeah. like it was just very specific. i left the bottles at home yeah like, my liquor like it's like it's on his person at all times yes like like his vape or his phone always with him absolutely and nate is i think the classic alcoholic that doesn't think he's an alcoholic because he can go periods without drinking um yeah but you can here's here's the thing and i might like upset some people listening at home because this is going to resonate too closely with them but here's a secret that alcoholics don't realize about non-alcoholics is that non-alcoholics don't have to count how long it's been since their last drink. They don't have to constantly Mm -hmm. think about not drinking. They don't have to tell people that they haven't had a drink in a month and a half and say statements like, and I'm not going to drink after either. Um, They don't have to mention that they left their liquor at home. Nate has like all these telltale signs that he is desperately trying to control his drinking and they say in AA all the time like non-alcoholics don't have to try and control their drinking because their drinking's not out of control right but the you know he's an alcoholic because he's had 17 DUIs yeah that's how you know he's an alcoholic because the an addict the definition of an addict well maybe not the definition but how you know you have a problem with something is when it negatively affects your life or the things you care about and you still can't stop doing it. Absolutely. Once you have to blow into that little thingy and you're like, start up your fucking car. <laughs> the interlock. You yeah. got a problem with alcohol. Yeah. I have a friend who swears she's not an alcoholic. This bitch has three DUIs. She flipped her car one night going home, crawled out of that bitch and tried to walk home. And a cop was like, hey, he rolled up to her car because it's like flipped over. It's like, I just saw you crawl out of this car. She's like, no, that wasn't me. <laughs> And she got arrested, obviously. And she got a DUI again. That was her second. She got a third. And she has a little interlock, right? And one morning she calls me. She's like, listen, to start just come over and blow up my... Yeah, and I'm like, girl, stop telling me you're not an alcoholic. Yeah. Because this, this, is, this is it. Your, your life is being, has been so fucked up. And you still will not stop drinking. Yep, I think you're I'm completely right. To food. Okay, I love gravy and anything I can get my hands on. I admit that. Janelle's addicted to marijuana. You know, people say you can't be. Yeah, and who knows what else? And and it just is what it is. And Nate is a fucking alcoholic. Yes, completely. And his mom even did the classic, like, do I think Nate's an alcoholic? No, uh, but I think he abuses alcohol. And here's my thing. Okay, does it matter if what's the difference in the long term, like does I and I always say exactly what you say, like if you are getting consequence after consequence and after consequence and you're not stopping, you have a fucking problem. I don't care if you don't. But I I guess what I'm trying to say is I think people have this like picture of what an alcoholic is and it's someone that drinks all day, every day, which I think Nate does often. Um, 
And they feel like if they can stop for any period of time, they're like, oh, well, I'm not an alcoholic or I don't get the shakes. So I'm not an alcoholic or I don't live on the street. So I'm not an alcoholic. But Nate is right. Absolutely. Or I don't wake up and drink. So I'm not an alcoholic. Which yeah. isn't true. Yeah. I wait till five o'clock. You can't be an alcoholic if you only drink at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's not true. Nate was honestly terrifying in this i okay so there's a scene they're in a hotel room and nate's mom is shaving his back which was very reminiscent of true Uh, life i'm a bodybuilder that probably aired in like 2000 (laughs) (laughs) his name was frank but i could be wrong (laughs) i I mean that seems right does it not like (laughs) and he made his dad shave his back and it was like scandalous but you know since the internet like i'm surprised by nothing anymore and nate mom like isn't doing it to Nate's standard and he was like stop filming and shuts the bathroom door and I was like is he about to hit his mother yes that's what I thought I thought he was in there fucking her up and then it just flashed to the next scene they didn't do any mic recording we didn't get like a classic like behind the door real housewives shot where Mm -mm. we just see the the quotes I was like, no. uh, they literally just like smash cut to him bodybuilding at the competition. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, I need about five minutes to pause on the fact that I'm pretty sure Nate just hit his mom. Yeah. And if he didn't hit her, he is. He. Once again, how to act on camera mm-hmm. because he wants to make sure he comes off a certain way. Don't talk to me like, you got to make sure you do this. Uh, this competition is very important to me. I don't know where he got the money to enter this competition. I don't know where he got that money that he was holding those stacks of... From MTV. I I'm guess sure he, he, I'm sure he got... I bet he got half up front. Oh. And he fucking went okay, and cashed it and had stacks. Because I wouldn't be surprised if Nate doesn't have a bank account. <laughs> you know, when I was like in the eighth grade, I got a $500 bond... And I made my parents cash it, and I asked them to get it in one. And I just, like, <laughs> oh. I just, like, held it and, like, rolled it on under my bed and shit. Like, that, because I never had any fucking money. And so yeah. that's how Nate looked with those stats. I was like, oh, you don't have any, like, a savings account or, like, a bill to pay or, you know. I legitimately just gonna... would not be surprised if Nate had no bank account whatsoever. <sighs> You know, like, he's I, one of those people right. who just, maybe right. he's, like, overdrawn too many bank accounts, and now he's in the, the fucking, because now they have systems, and if you, like, uh-huh. overdraw your account too much and don't pay it back, like, this isn't the 90s, your name is on a fucking list, and you can't get a bank account anywhere, and I wonder, oh my because he's had evictions, right. he's had judgments against him, and I wonder if he yeah. had a, an account garnished and didn't have enough money in it, and now he's on the, the check. It's like, I can't remember the exact name for it, but a lot of, actually, this is a big problem for people in recovery, like an early recovery mm-hmm. is that they get sober and then they get jobs and they literally can't even like cash their checks because they don't have bank accounts because they, they're on like the list. So do you think Nate took his MTV check to like speedy cash? And not <laughs> maybe. I wonder, think, they might maybe. give him cashier checks. To be honest, I have a feeling they're probably uh, able to like. I have a feeling they're they get they have uh they have some leeway basically 
and how they're like mm. allowed to pay the cast. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah, yeah. So, so it's the, the whole thing is dark. It's very. I, I think Nate's life is dark, yeah. which is why. Okay, so we're all talking about Kaiser. How he he it looks like he gets treated at Janelle's house. It basically looks like he's a hindrance. Yes. He's just like underfoot, and people are annoyed, and they throw him in playpens and tell him to be quiet and throw him a bottle and shit. And that's what it seems like at Janelle's house. But I don't want him to go to Nate either because Nate is living his darkest timeline right now. Yeah. I'm very worried about Doris letting Nate have uh, Doris letting Nate have Kaiser unsupervised if he lives there full time. And Janelle isn't like, because here's the thing, like on the weekends, you know, Janelle makes sure that kid is not with him unsupervised, not because like she gives a fuck about Kaiser getting hurt, but because she would use it against him in court and use it against Doris Mm -hmm. in court. And I'm worried that if Janelle doesn't have access to Kaiser like that, that Doris will slip up. And this kind of goes, okay, so, well, like, I'm just, we're going to go all all over the place. But when Jessica, who I thought was very brave and courageous to come on camera and explain it the way that she did, and was highly impressed with her saying she went through a 14-week treatment, I'm assuming she did EMDR therapy and was in support groups. Like, I was highly impressed with Jessica and what she said. And uh, when she said that she had kind of forgiven all the things that Nate was doing because of his PTSD, that's exactly what Doris is doing. They're allowing his bad behavior because he has a problem. And he does. And I'm not denying that. Like, it is very clear that he's probably drinking. I I have a feeling he probably always drank and had a little bit of a problem. And then the PTSD and the TBI just really exasperated it. But the fact is he's doing nothing to get better. Nothing. And they're all walking on eggshells around him, and they're all babying him and being like, well, he it's the military. Like, he has a PTSD. He has PTSD. We have to, like, coddle him. And Jessica said that's what she did because she felt bad yeah. for him and wanted to keep making excuses because he's sick. But yeah. I, I worry that Doris will be like, well, he has PTSD. Like, he ha- maybe being around Kaiser will help him and fix oh. it. I'll give Kaiser PTSD. I, I hate people who can name their problem enough to blame things on it, but don't do anything to move forward with it. It's the same with addicts. I know a lot of addicts, uh, yeah. like everybody I know in my life is a crackhead. And I have a um, bipolar relative that does the wildest shit, like calling CPS on you because she, cause she got mad at you at the family reunion <laughs> or like <laughs> stealing your dog and selling it and shit. <laughs> She she's legit stolen three dogs. Oh my but, god! But <laughs> yeah, and like anytime something happens, like a month later, she'll be like, "So what's up, girl?" And you'll be like, "No, I don't want to talk to you because you got my kids taken away and you stole my dog." And she'll be like, "But I have bipolar." Yeah. So I mean, what are we gonna do about it? And she, like, we're gonna do nothing. You're gonna get meds. <laughs> yeah, and so that's the thing with the PTSD. He needs to be in some sort of counseling. He needs to be, he probably needs to be medicated. So he needs, he probably needs inpatient shit. Yes. That's what he probably needs. Yes. I'm not going to excuse him choking up everybody in town because he's got PTSD. I come from a military family. My dad was in there for 30 years. My brothers are in. I've lived on all these bases. PTSD is so motherfucking real. But you still can't choke people. You're not allowed to choke people. Yeah. And somebody needs to tell Nathan this. Don't. When he, he was talking about him 
forcing his hand down her throat. God. He had locked her in a closet for hours. And this wasn't even the time he got arrested. What what she was describing, she was describing, and I think people are a little confused about this online because what there was, okay, so there was, for people that don't know, there was an incident in August 2016 in which he got arrested for breaking into the house and strangling her. And then there was an incident Uh in December 2016 in which he broke into the house or entered into the house and strangled her. And that time her roommate was home and she was the one that called the police. But then, so Jessica was kind of talking about the time when the roommate called the police. And then the time in the closet was a whole nother time. Right. That wasn't, he's not even in trouble for that time. This was an ongoing, constant thing. And it's especially scary because they weren't even together for that long. Maybe a year. No, they weren't. And keep in mind that not only is she she getting her ass kicked by Nathan and he's like doing all kinds of crazy stuff, Janelle hit her in the fucking head with a glass. Like her whole relationship with Nathan was people abusing her. And and don't forget all the people that were online, you know, they they don't talk about as much as they should, but there's a third element like a, a third view to what these people are going through. There's also the online stuff. I can't believe the, they don't people, talk about it with Janelle. No, especially Janelle. Every, yeah. like every negative, I, I have a theory that if Janelle were not on this show, I'm not saying she wouldn't have, um, she wouldn't have figured out a, a set custody with Jace, mm-hmm. but she would not be as traumatized by this as no. she is. The problem is, is that every negative tweet she gets is about the fact that she doesn't have Jace. Yes. Every negative article is about the fact that she doesn't have Jace. It's a constant thing. She thinks that she gets Jace. She's going to, like, fix this whole, her whole... Yeah. That's and why she has more kids, mess- to prove everybody wrong, that she can be a good mother. Yeah. So not only is Jessica getting hit by fucking Janelle, and I'm sure that it comes to blows at some other time. She's getting beat up by Nathan. And at this time, she's probably getting pummeled. Not right now, but at the time all this shit was happening, she's probably getting pummeled on Twitter mm-hmm. about her relationship with Nate, and and she's a homewrecker because Nate was cheating, and mm-hmm. and he's got a baby. Like she's probably getting this shit from all sides. Yeah, and, and then you have to go home and get your ass kicked by Nate. I, yeah, how's she still alive? I don't know. But speaking of that, so as I've talked about, Nate has and the girl in Florida who, by the way, is claiming Mm. that they were not together in any way, shape, or form when this was filmed, but then after it aired and everyone was like, bitch, like, he was literally talking about you at the competition, and she was like, no, no, we were texting, but, like, we weren't together, and I knew that we were both single, and he was talking to other girls. Okay, okay. What else is she gonna say? But she is the the addiction specialist that has a master's degree in psychology, (laughs) um, who has tweeted that her father was an alcoholic, and many people in her family are addicts, and I was like, oh, okay, now it makes more sense yeah. now i get it but this is what, to him. yeah That's, this is what she tweeted friend. last night so she was tweeting this about how much she hates mtv fuck mtv they're just making nate look bad they're not showing the whole truth blah 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 so someone tweeted how do you feel about this domestic violence scene it doesn't seem like she's lying and ashley her name she says i can't comment on that for legal reasons the person says okay uh-huh. sorry and then ashley says it's lies that's all i can say and the person's like, I get that you want to protect him because you love him, but I, but it doesn't seem like she's lying. But the past no. is the past, but abuse is never okay. And we've all seen his temper. No offense. Ashley says, when someone is pushed as far as he is, anyone would snap. Person says, I know you were going to say that I'm not starting with you at all. Wish you the best, but to me part... Sorry, this is hard because it's like Twitter talk. 
But to me, it seemed like Jessica was sincere and truly scared. Ashley says, I can't comment on that as of now. If only you knew the truth. So one, that's hilarious at the end of the last tweet, if only you need the, knew the truth, because it's like, Janelle, is that you, hon? <laughs> Second of all, I'm, I'm legitimately real scared for her. I'm legitimately scared for her because <laughs> there's no better victim for an abuser than a victim that thinks she's too smart to be abused. Yes. Or someone that has spent so much public time defending you. So mm-hmm. let's say tomorrow he does do something crazy to her mm-hmm. and she then calls the like police. An idiot. Yeah. And he'll be like, no, she says right there. I never hit it. I'm, I'm not a violent person. Look at. Yeah. It's, oh, just to clarify. I it, don't think she'll look like an idiot, but she will feel like she'll be an idiot because she's already went to yeah. bat publicly for him. And yeah. not to mention like, how can you as a counselor say that anybody was pushed too far? One, two, Jessica even said it. Nathan is so fun until the end of the night when something happens. Three. Mm, and you could tell. Yeah. You could girl, see it in the, you in the special. Better hope. You better hope that you don't accidentally push him too far and he snaps on you. Because you will. Because it's not going to be anything rational because he's an alcoholic with PTSD and a TBI. It's so, like, infuriating. But at the same time, I, like, I can't. It makes me like want to hate her, but at the same time, I'm I'm legitimately fearful for her safety because I've really they've only been together since May, or you know, like serious keep in mind, since May, and she's in North Carolina. Yep, yeah. I I so think he lives there now. Probably met on a they probably met on a week. Yeah, I think he lives there now too. I bet they probably met on a weekend, and she's like, oh, he seems cool. She's at this point, she doesn't see that he's drinking all fucking day, mm-hmm. and they and so he comes down. You know how long these relationships are? They're all honeymoon yep. because. You don't want to fight and stuff. And now that he's there, I think she's probably starting to see a different side. And I, Liz, I'm here to tell you, you can do both. You can fear for her and think she's stupid. You can yeah. do all of those things. Thank you. Can, you. Because, <laughs> Thank you totally for validating possible. me. <laughs> no problem. I just think that, like, Nate, Nate has, one, a type. Mm-hmm. Um, he's looking for this a certain type of girl that reacts to things a certain type of way. Like the first time you push her, she doesn't haul up and like hit you in the fucking face and then yeah. like leaves and refuses and blocks you or anything like that. First time you hit her, you guys can argue back and forth about it. Like Janelle, his perfect type. Did you or even a girl that will like, hit you first. Yeah. Did you see the part where Janelle, he's like, I never loved Janelle. What oh the fuck God. is he talking about? He's also been married he before. So- he had a wife. Yeah. He was so in love with Janelle. I don't <sighs> care what he said. He wasn't, I mean, he didn't treat her well. Also, but if not, you okay, go back. Nate not only had, so here's Nate's dating history. He got married very young, you know, typical military thing. Then when Janelle mm-hmm. and Nate met, he was living with another girl that he had been living with for over two years who had like a three or four year old who was calling him dad. And he like dropped oh. her in a fucking second. I can't remember, I think her name might have been Brianna or something. He dropped her in a fucking second and moved Janelle in. And then they got evicted. He was like in the process of getting evicted. <laughs> And kick this girl out, move Janelle in, and then Janelle had them in their own apartment in the next month. He is a serial dater. And I'm supposed to believe he's never been in yeah. love before. Like, Nate, it's abusive. He says that because he knows Janelle's going to watch it. And that's the most hurtful yeah. thing that he can say to Janelle is that I never loved her. Yeah. Because Janelle also, lives on love. Because he's, has, he's dysfunctional in his relationship, 
every time his relationship goes wrong, he can say, well, I never loved that person. Yeah. This new thing is the real thing. That stuff, that old stuff, uh, that was not a real. And that's why this is going to work because I thought I was in love back then. And this is. Like, yep. And that's so exactly what counseling. Ashley, the, abu- the, the current girlfriend says is that, well, he only acted that way because those girls were so crazy. It's just so easy because you're like, okay, well, those girls were crazy, right? They were fucking insane and they hit him first and he had to act this way. And I know I'm not crazy. In fact, I have a job. I have a home that I own. I have friends. I have family. Like, I know I'm not crazy. So there's no way that I'm going to make him act that way. But what they don't Mm. realize is that it's not, it has nothing to do with how they act. And all it takes is Nate getting blackout drunk one night. And I think you're exactly spot on that. I bet before he like moved to Florida, if they've been together since May, they've probably spent like a month together total. Nate's been on his mm-hmm. best fucking behavior, his best behavior. Yep. It's just. Ugh. And the thing about Nate, I'm not going to claim that the girls he dates aren't crazy. Of course he's they that's are. His type, crazy bitches. But he can do just what everyone else do does is cheat on them and then ghost them or steal their credit card, or whatever. If you, if your reaction to someone being annoying, even if they're whatever to, to, to someone like harping on you or talking or annoying you with their, with um, keep coming back to the same thing, because that's one of Janelle's traits is mm-hmm. that she goes over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. That's why David's going crazy right now. Yeah. But if your reaction to that is, I'm going to choke you in the middle of the night, this, you're the crazy one. Yeah. You're crazy. Because most people go, I can't deal with this shit. I'm leaving. I've yeah. met a girl at the gym and I'm out. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's not, I, I don't see why he doesn't see that though. Um, I think it's because he has all these women around him and Doris included that continue to coddle him and continue to say, no, it's not you. I can't believe those girls. Also, mm-hmm. um, Nate's a misogynist. Did you hear yeah. how he was talking oh. to his mother about how he wanted to teach women how to drive? Oh. And if only they could, <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's a misogynist. He's a racist. He's, yeah. he, I mean, all he, he's a class. Racist. I don't know how this works. I don't know how she finds them at KKK rallies or some shit. Well, They're cause she's racist. like a racist girl that lives in South or North Carolina. I think like every guy she meets That's is true. probably racist. <laughs> like, Remember I, Gary, the, oh, the neo-Nazi? Oh, do you, you want <laughs> me to go on a two hour rant about Gary head? Because I'm willing to do it. <laughs> oh, just today. Apparently MTV, he tweeted that MTV approached him about a, where are you now special and offered to pay him. Guess how much money? How much? $250. <laughs> All right. Well, he's, he should have taken it. I know. He probably needs it. I watch his Snapchat, Snapchat sometimes, and I think he needs it. That guy is so fucking crazy. I, I, can't, I can't get into Gary Head right now, princess. <laughs> you need to have a Gary Head special where you just, where you just talk about Gary. I could, because he was there for a lot of the good classic, like, peak Janelle drama. Absolutely. You know, like, in the Courtland era. Babs loved him. I was watching old episodes where her, her and Janelle would get in a fight. She was supposed to watch Jace on Saturdays, and they would get into these arguments, and 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 Babs would call Gary, and Gary would come pick up Jace, like, Babs loved him. He had a job. She thought Jace, Janelle was going to have some health insurance. Oh, my God. She was so excited for him. Absolutely. I mean, let's be real. After Kiefer, like, then she brings home this white, clean-shaven Marine. Babs yeah. is probably like, Oh, yeah, it says oh. ma'am. 
<laughs> thank God. Thank God. And then, like, Gary, like, smashes nine of her cell phones and, like, strangles her. And Babs like, oh, whoops. Not again. No, you know, you know what's so funny? This is, like, kind of off topic, but I was walking past my TV the other day. And I guess Kiefer Sutherland has a new show. It's called, like, whatever. Yeah, Lone but Survivor. It said, yeah, it was, like, Kiefer's back. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Where? <laughs> I, like, had, like, a mental breakdown. So all I said was, Kiefer is back. <laughs> I, like, I wish. I wish. This would be called Kiefer like, Podcast. Yeah, we're getting a being Kiefer. Oh, my fucking God. I would pay I would pay so much money to watch that. Um, okay, oh so goodness. what else happened on being Nate that I found? Sig- I love that he placed the last place. Um, I did think it was funny when he had sex with a girl after the wedding and he was like, I was pulling bobby pins out of her hair all night. I was like, that's very real post-wedding sex when you're like drunk Mm -hmm. and you got your hair done for the wedding and there are Mm 9,000 bobby pins and they're like poking into your head and you're like violently pulling them out of your head because you're just trying to get in and you're so drunk. Like that was very (laughs) relatable. How about when they went to lunch? We haven't even talked about that. First of all, she was a, she definitely had a nighttime look on, but she was a pretty girl. I could tell that where she lives, she's a pretty girl. She she does okay. She didn't know what, she doesn't know how to do a daytime camera look, and I can't blame her for that. Neither. I would have shut up in like a prom dress. So (laughs) so what the fuck am I complaining about? But the look on her face was like, shit, why did I sign that release? Like, as as she's explaining, she's like, Oh shit! I'm gonna be. I, I might go to prison for so 20 hard. years because I choked my ex girlfriend. But do I? What did he say? Do I look violent? And like, did that like Cheshire cat yes! smile? It's like, yeah, motherfucker, you are here for a bodybuilding competition. And by the way, I want to know how orange she was when they fucked. Oh my goodness, he looked like a baked fucking chicken. He looked like he was in blackface i first of all yeah no people don't know this that are listening but black person and i don't understand tammy at all to begin with (laughs) but the idea that you guys that these guys go up there and like burnt sienna can't like what is that what why it's so bad i guess it shows off their muscles more oh and i loved when nate's mom goes well, you can't really see his back because his tattoos cover it. You know Nate got so fucking mad when he watched that? Oh, my uh. goodness. Oh, my goodness. When he, when she said, she's sitting on the bed, and she goes, I think this thing is stupid. And then when he comes in, she goes, well, I'm proud of you. I know that when he watched that part, he was like, because he didn't hear her say it was stupid. Yeah. He was in the other room. Yeah. It, I and those creepy smiles and the poses. It, oh. it it's a I, lot. When I saw the commercial for this, that's what I saw was him making that pose <laughs> in his burnt sienna black face and making that smile. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I just what couldn't get this? over that lunch when he was like. He's like, so did you look me up or something? Or do you know who I am? Like, basically, like, did you Google me? And she was like, "Ah, I don't know. And he's like, well, do you know I have charges against me? Like, I would have been like, I I, I don't know. I would have been like, well, can we order more? Like, MTV's paying, like, you're a fucking sociopath. But, like, I would be like, 
signaling to the production, do not leave me alone. I know I already fucked him, but <laughs> I signed, daylight can and I I'm unsign sober. this release, please? Because, yeah. Like, please don't. Please don't show my face. Do oh, not want to be part of this. <laughs> and the thing, do you think Nathan's going to go to jail? Do you think he's going to go to jail? Um, I don't know. I would imagine it's not going to trial. I'm sure they're going to do some type of plea deal. I wonder if he'll get like a house arrest. I don't know because mm. I don't know. I guess it probably depends on his county, and I think there's a possibility, though. I kind of want him to go to jail. Me too. I he should face him, consequences. Yeah, I want him to face some real consequences. I want him... I mean, obviously, you can get uh, drugs and you can get alcohol in prison if you really need to, but I want him to... Yeah, I don't think J- Nate could. I don't think he'll be good at prison. I don't think he will be either. So, like, I think, my, like I think I've told you guys this before, but my ex-boyfriend is, like, literally in prison for an extended period of time right now, like, over five years, and was in and out our whole relationship. So I'm, like, pretty well-versed on prison and prison culture, and my ex-boyfriend is, like, really good at prison. You know, like, you learn a, a skill, and you trade shit, and you barter, and, like, you, you learn how to be in prison. I don't think Nate will be good at that. I think he, I don't think so either. I think Nate will cry and be overwhelmed and oh not, my God. not know like how to well for uh, I don't know because it depends on how many Aryans there are in his prison. He'll probably just like get a swastika tattoo. Like Or maybe he'll like, go back to his military life and being like told what to do and like really fit in with that. Yeah. Or I wonder I don't, I don't think he did well in the military though, because he got a DUI on base. Oh my goodness. I got a ticket on base once, and it was such a, like, because I was supposed to be in school, too. So I got a ticket on base, and I was not in school. And I was just like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) This is the worst thing. Yeah, but so a DUI on base is a big deal. I mean, people that get in trouble on base, um, when you get in trouble in the military, I mean, it's a big deal. Yeah. And that's, I mean. Oh, my God. We haven't even discussed that he wants to be. We haven't even talked about him wanting to be a cop. I can see him being a cop. I can yeah. totally see him being a cop. Which is terrifying. I can totally, yes, I can totally see him, like, being He's that people. guy. I can, I can yeah. totally see him, like, letting girls go and if they say, fuck him. Like, I can totally see yeah. all of these things. Yeah. And he's like, what did he say? Who doesn't have a DUI these days? Me. <laughs> Me too. I don't have one either, somehow, by the grace of God. But he, and also, like, Nate, you don't have one DUI. You have three DUIs plus the DUI that you got on base. Like, you have four DUIs. Like, and you have all these assault arrests. Yeah. I don't know if you've gotten it. And he's, he's been to jail. Wait, did he go to jail for DUIs? Why did he have to do that? Remember when Janelle yeah, was using Yeah, that was his third DUI. But I think okay. it was technically only his second because I, I'm assuming... During with your first DUI, you can usually in Pennsylvania they call it ARD. It's called something different everywhere, but basically it's like once you complete the probation period, it doesn't exist. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're changing the laws now so that it, this doesn't count with a DUI. But I'm assuming that Nate's third DUI was actually counted as his second DUI because it was really only his second on record. And yeah, he, because he got a mandatory. And then the military, jail they sentence. handle their own. Right? Yeah. So like the yeah, one so, that he got on base. Correct. Not. He okay. wasn't charged with that. Um, what was? Oh, but yeah. Also, like the fact that I want to know if anybody's like involved in the VA or military or whatever. Like, so Nate gets, I think, like eighty percent disability. He gets like a 
sure. $2,500 or $3,000 or something from the VA a month. Not knocking it, whatever, he served, he was injured, he should get disability, and he has PTSD and mm-hmm. a TBI. How does the VA look at it that he's had since then multiple DUIs, multiple domestic violence arrests? Like, is he going to oh, lose his disability? No, because, like, when you're on disability, like, you can commit all kinds of crimes. If it doesn't count against it. What will count against him if he starts a job where he's, like, lifting shit above his head? And Well, he was doing, like, like MMA and bodybuilding. And it's, like, Mm. and was playing football. And people are, like, I thought you had a TBI. Why are you playing tackle football? Because he's stupid. He's, like, stupid. I mean... He is. He's very dumb, and he's a dumb person that thinks he's very smart. Okay, the only ever smart thing he said was when he was screaming at Janelle that she was trailer park trash that won the lottery. I was that. like, "Yeah, you got a point. I mean, he <laughs> was right. He was absolutely right. But, but he talked to her like shit. I, no, you're right. He's, like, so dumb. And I don't think he's going to lose his ability because with uh, a TBI, like, you shouldn't be doing those things. It doesn't mean you physically can't. Yeah. But if he got, like, a disability for, like, I don't know, something to do with his leg, and then you see he's running marathons, it's a different thing. And yeah. It's so just worrisome. I, it's, like, where is our federal, like, where is the VA? Is, like, I'm sure this isn't their job, but I feel like it should be. If your veterans are literally getting arrested two times in three months for breaking and entering and domestic violence and alcohol has been involved, like, I feel like they need to step in and be like, hey, <laughs> You have to go to treatment. <laughs> like, you want to still get these benefits? Like, you're going to have to start passing alcohol tests. Like, it's just... Oh, the, the VA is so fucked up. They're very, they're not even taking care of people. I know. They don't, they, they don't have... They don't the even know who Nathan that. is. That's They'll true. They'll be like, thank God he's not still in the military. Fuck him. Yeah. Like, that's, I mean... Also, his military... His freak out when his mom mentioned, like, that he was different coming back. And I did understand, like, where he was like, I don't really want to talk about this with civilians because civilians don't understand... But his mom's yeah. like, I'm not pretending like I was in the military. Like, I'm talking about it from a parent's point of view. Like, fuck you, Nate. Like, mm-hmm. your mom's allowed to have a point of view on how... And also, his brother was in the military. So, his mom's allowed to have thoughts and feelings on how her sons return from war. But he considers he wants to control what his mom was saying mm-hmm. and how she appeared on camera because he's afraid that she's going to say something that's going to reflect on him. And the truth, the joke's on him. Everything he did was ridiculous. So she could have said anything. She could have said Nathan pissed his pants, and it would have been the least. It would have been the least ridiculous thing that happened. Absolutely, his stepdad. Like, I wonder what he said. Like behind closed doors that night. Like, <laughs> Nate was just sitting in his home screaming at him. I think that he's used to that. I think that that's, that's the type. He he seems like a non-confrontational guy too. Yeah. He seems like a, he, he. I mean, he didn't he speak might be at all. Pastor. But I bet you he hates him. Maybe he, he I think me. Doris I is a pastor, and I think I vaguely remember that her husband is as well. Dude, like, I can't even imagine allowing somebody like that to live in my house. Like, I probably wouldn't let Nate live in my house. No. Like, I, I'd be no. Like, I can't have you here. No. I just He's can't. scary. My little Nate, dog. Nate's I scary. can't have you around my little dog. No, he pro- <laughs> Nate will probably kill an animal, a dog. Absolutely. Absolutely, Nate. If Nate don't choke out his, his lover, they'll definitely yeah. kill a dog. <laughs> oh God! It just—it was. It's I, just, but did you see him with Kaiser? Um, he seems to. Here's the thing. He seems to be interested in Kaiser. 
he likes Kaiser. But the fact is, Kaiser is Doris' responsibility when, yeah. when he's there. He slept in Doris's room. He, mm-hmm. Doris had, like, like as soon as Kaiser got there. Doris um, brought him like, there. Go. Doris was with him. It was like, yeah. it was like Doris and Kaiser come to visit dad. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't grandma's coming to see me and my son. Exactly. And yeah. I don't, I, I, just, I don't know what. <laughs> I, I think he's fine with Kaiser. Okay. I think yeah. that much like Devon and Nova, he's like an uncle that I yes. see sometimes. And it's nice to be around. He'll buy me some chips and I'll maybe he'll throw me around a little bit and that'll be fun. But Agreed. if I'm hungry, I know who to talk to. Completely. Well, even um, even when Kai or Nate was carrying him after the bodybuilding competition, Kaiser kind of like turned around and yelled for Nana, and Doris was like, "Nana can't keep up with you guys." Like Nate or Kaiser was like, "Slow the fuck down, Nathan." Like, I need to make sure Nana is like next to us. Like, I (laughs) yeah, Nana takes care of me. I don't want to go anywhere with you. Also, what's all this shit on you? Why do you look so dark? <laughs> <laughs> That's what Kaiser was probably thinking. Yeah. That's what he was probably thinking. So, Absolutely. And also, did you notice that... So Doris is in... I would say she's an elderly woman. Yeah. I would assume Doris is in... Mid-60s? Not just... Yeah, mid-60s. Um, she seems to have some weight problems. I wouldn't be surprised if she had diabetes. Yeah. I was watching. Her feet are very swollen. Mm-hmm. I. So, and she's kind of limping along. So, so Nate is like over her. He's mad because he lost. He's mad he didn't win Grand Supreme or whatever the college of Sierra <laughs> get. And he's like pissed about it. And so I he's didn't like get just the his mom. He's just leaving his mom. And she's like, she drove up here. He got your phone. Can you just like walk with her? He yeah. just said she can't walk super fast. He's like, oh. And then he said, looking at you motivates me. Like, listen, you fat bitch. <laughs> when I look at you, I think to myself, I shouldn't eat. Like, I'm like, dude, why? What are you doing? Like, why are you talking to her like that? And she seems to only want to defend you and to, to, she wants what's best for you. Mm-hmm. And like, why are you, why are you talking to her like that? I don't know, it's but so I weird. think if Nate, if Doris does get Kaiser, she's going to have to take a long, hard look in the mirror at her relationship with Nate. And what she's doing. I don't think with she's going to get Kaiser. I don't think she's going to get Kaiser. Of course she's not. Unless, mm-hmm. yeah. here's the thing as soon as she withdrew the emergency petition, I was like, oh, she's not getting Kaiser. You can't, you can't just like go to court casually and like petition. You know what I mean? Like, she's not a biological parent. And it's, mm-hmm. I don't have to tell you this, uh, but she's not a biological parent. You don't just like casually petition for custody. And the no. reason that she had to withdraw the emergency custody is because supposedly Janelle had proof in text that showed the filing was spiteful and that like Doris was just as into the fighting as Janelle was, which I'm sure she was because mm. Janelle's a fucking lunatic and it's very hard not to play into somebody else like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think unless yeah, I Doris has it. some substantial proof, like substantial proof that I don't see the custody like changing. Like visit? Yeah. Like that. Yeah, maybe maybe Janelle will be ordered parenting classes or there'll be maybe a clause put in that David's not allowed to discipline Kaiser. But Yeah. Okay, but wait, 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 wait. I want to clarify something because you said I know better than people. I did not lose my kid. Oh, yeah. sorry guys. <laughs> I forget that everybody isn't on our Facebook page and doesn't know, but 
princess. I'm Why do you know mom. about? Yes. <laughs> I'm a foster mom. I have a lot of kids in and out of my home and I just deal with CPS and courts and things like that all the time. What so if you did lose your I kids know- and I was like, and you would know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when are you going to get your kids back? <laughs> And Princess well. here lost all rights to her children because she's a <laughs> drug addict and she's been in and out of the system. So you would know, right, hon? <laughs> but like I I knew I knew that she wasn't gonna get custody of Kaiser for immediately because it's so hard to move a child yeah. that's been in care unless you it's not all things equal. You have to prove that there are they're at a danger. Yeah, where they are. That yes. it's so that either the people are neglecting them, they can't take care of them, or it's dangerous for them to be there, or psychologically damaging, something like that. And um, I think the I think it was like bruises and stuff. And mm-hmm. when you're dealing with your biological children, um, well, they're in North Carolina. They're in a state that allows corporal punishment. You know, this yeah. isn't Cal. This isn't Oregon, they, I, like or like <laughs> Washington and Seattle, where it's like you're not allowed to spank your kids, like. You're allowed to spank your kids in North Carolina. Absolutely. And they, they, um, I mean, I live in Texas. You're allowed to spank, I mean, you're not allowed to smoke in a car with a kid or in a house with a kid against the law, but you can definitely hit a kid. And as long as you aren't, and the rules are vague, mm-hmm. uh, it's basically you can't leave marks and you can't leave, um, and it's the type of marks you're leaving. So, I mean, so I don't, I don't see Kaiser going to live with doors full time. No, but me neither. I don't know if I want him to. I don't know if I. If that's what I want for him. And people say, okay, well, Doris raised Nathan. But Doris, like, sometimes you raise assholes. Yeah, like, you're not agreed. responsible for something agreed. that happens when someone's 24. Like, Barbara also like a, raised a, Janelle, but we still want Jace to be with her. Yeah, and I, I think if I were going to, like, if I was just picking and choosing people to be with, I'd choose for Jace to be with Doris before I choose him for him to be with uh, Bab. Because, yeah, you know. same. Yeah, so I, I just don't, I would be, also, it is weird to me in reading the claim that the only time Doris took him to the doctor was for, like, a, because he was very sick at her house, and, like, you have to take a kid to the doctor then, and also that, like, supposedly that there were visible injuries, they're taking pictures of him, but they're not taking him, you know, like, he supposedly had head injuries, so it's like, so why didn't he go to the doctor then? Um, yeah. It's just, I think, I really do think Doris is well-intentioned. I don't think Kaiser would necessarily be unsafe or worse off with her. I just, as soon as it withdrew from emergency custody, I was like, oh, she's not she's not getting that kid. Yeah. So any, and, any and, final thoughts on being Nate? No, I just think it was like, I think it was the best being special we've had. And yeah. people thought it was going to be super boring. I thought it was so good. Uh, it was crazy. Not, it was so not different than what him. I thought it would be. Yeah, me too. I thought it'd be him like, I'm just trying to be better. But I love that they brought Jessica. I'm so happy they did that. I'm really glad I'm, they gave Jessica that. Although I'm pretty shocked that they didn't give a warning before she talked. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm too. definitely glad that she got a chance to tell her side of the story Um I really thought it would be like Nate, like loving Florida and like look at how great I am. And MTV yeah. did not hold back Talking in more any about way, Janelle. shape, or form. Yeah, yeah. Janelle wasn't Janelle. even like a figure in this. No, and I think that we should get more being specials, but we should get being specials 
on actually interesting people because the being Matt thing wasn't very interesting. I mean, what happened in the background was interesting, but not what happened in the foreground. Yeah, um, I think being Matt I, didn't need to happen because he was already a main character on the season of Teen Mom OJ. He was getting more screen we time get than being Amber Christina. was. Yeah. That's what we should get. Yeah, I don't think and we she should perform well, though. She wouldn't, like, no, show up the like, way we want her to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would like a being um, Gary special. You got, People love fucking Gary. I don't get it. I don't get Gary. I don't love him, but I I would like to watch it. I think it'd be interesting to watch a Bean special with him. Supposedly, there's going to be a Bean V special, which I'm not that interested in. I am, because I wanted to talk shit about Kale. I don't want Kale to get mad. Yeah, you know she will, too, because V can't help herself. Also, I kind of want a Bean V special, because I think people are, like, obsessed with V. And I have this theory that people are just obsessed with characters until they get enough screen time to hate them. And eventually you'll hate everybody that's on Teen Mom, because, like, people on reality TV are awful. And even, like, the best person, when they're put on reality TV, comes out awful. And I just think it'd be really funny if V got a special and she just looked like a fucking like egotistical asshole and people are what like about- remember everybody loved ryan and ryan or mimi <laughs> jen and larry and then they got their being edward special and everyone was like oh no on their being edward special they were very it was it was good what happens they got more airtime on the fucking show and yeah it, but being edward was it, the start of it was like when you knew yeah. something weird was going on with ryan and like that was like mtv's like oh, yeah, ryan's a drug addict caring. and we're gonna let you all know we should get a being South Dakota Mary. I want to know about Mary and her oh, nose ring yeah. and those glasses. Yeah, and I would watch that. I, I want to hear about that. Um, we, I don't know. Supposedly it's, we're getting a being Simon special, maybe, but I'm not interested in that. No, I don't think so either. Unless he says some really wild shit. But he's known for saying wild shit. I don't yeah, think, but I don't his like shit Simon. is like fake. And I, there's something that I don't like about it because it's coming from a guy. And there's, like, something different about, like, a man talking shit about all the women around him that's, like, you're gross. Like, it's not, like, funny yeah. for you to call Kate a pig. Like, it's kind of funny when he goes at Matt because, like, who gives a fuck? But there's just something, oh, like, gross saying. about him, like, coming for women in general that makes me, like, like, when he was, like, offering to let Amber, if Amber wanted to leave Matt, he would pay for it. And people are, like, that's so nice of him. I'm, like... He's literally insulting her right now, saying that she does not have the money to leave Matt because she gave Matt all his money. And she was calling he was calling her ugly like three days ago. And yeah, it just I don't know. Something about him grates on me that if it was coming from a woman, I don't think it would bother me as much. It's the same thing with Randy. Why we don't like Randy. And it's because he's on the show. Like, like, okay, so I I don't at people on Twitter. I don't do stuff like that because I feel like if you at someone, you are entering a, uh, yeah. you're entering an area that you're opening yourself up for stuff. Like, okay, if you directly go to Janelle and say, Janelle, I think you're ugly and a shitty mom, you are now entered a different arena. And I Agreed. think the fact that Randy is on the show and talks about the show mm-hmm. is very different for me mm-hmm. talking about quietly uh-huh. without editing any. A hundred percent. And even if he's not adding her, it's like, you know that a million people are going to send her that. Yes. That's yeah. It. So it's gross because of that. And also, yeah, and also it's like let's... Randy is a rich dentist who went to medical school or like whatever dentists go to. Like he has a position of power. He's he's educated. He has a happy life. He has four children. Like, 
however yeah. many grandkids. He has a wife he loves. They have a store and like a food truck, and he has He's he has a beautiful down. life. He's punching that's down absolutely, and that's how I feel about Simon too. I don't like when people punch down. It's not funny to me. Exactly. Yeah, and I mean Janelle's barely literate. And she's miserable. And no matter, like, it's one thing for us to talk about her. And this is like, it's like why I would never want to have any of the teen moms on my show. Not that it's an option, but it's like, (laughs) I don't want to make fun of someone to their face. Like, that's not enjoyable. And I'm just worsening them as like characters on TV and people that like tweet dumb stuff. You know what I mean? But Randy, like, has interacted with Janelle. And has seen Janelle's yes. worst moments and has seen how Babs treats her in real life and has seen he has to know how fucking miserable Janelle is and how much Janelle hates herself. And so for him mm-hmm. to like come at her for screaming in front of the kids, it's like, you know, Janelle hates you way more than you hate her, Randy. Or hates yeah, herself, also- hates herself way more than you hate her. Right. So like, Janelle, just don't Janelle- comment on it. Yeah. And nobody asked you to. And you, yeah. the thing is, is that you're over here doing Botox. You're over here. You're the only dentist in a 20 mile or a 40 mile raise or some shit. You, you're good. You don't need the Twitter likes. You really don't. Mm-hmm. And you're just doing this for, I don't know, your own validation. And it's just, it's not fun. It's not fun. I completely agree. And speaking of, let's get into the episode and we'll start with Chelsea since we're already talking about Randy and like, Nothing happened in this episode. It was just like a paid sponsorship for Clearwater Florida's aquarium. You know what it was? It was like one of those episodes of Kate Plus 8 where they go on um, and they get special treatment. And you're just like, see, when I started watching John and Kate Plus 8, I just thought it was interesting to have all those kids. And I wanted to know the logistics. And they did it and they showed it in the early seasons. And that's what is actually what makes Kate a good reality star is because she understood mm-hmm. that the audience was interested in seeing that because she was so type A and extremely proud of how she ran her household. And she yeah. was very willing to show that. And she was willing to show the bad parts of it too. And like what was yeah, hard about it. Yeah, she was willing to do that. And that's what made her a great reality TV star and what made John and Kate plus eight so fucking interesting in the specials that they did before John and K plus eight was even on, you're exactly right is because we wanted to see how they even got out the door with six kids and yeah. how we, did we watch them? Remember them that donut ring they had and all the kids held yeah. on to one. Like we loved that shit. That was interesting. But you I know what? I'll give Kate credit. Cause when Kate they go on knew trips. that. I hate when they go on trips though, because I'm like, first of all, you're now breaking the fourth wall with us because I know that you can't afford this. Mm-hmm. If you weren't on this show and this wasn't being sponsored, I know that, like, if you weren't getting paid from the show, you guys would not be going to Japan. I, I know that. So, <laughs> the so with Chelsea, too. yeah, which, like, oh, this is one of those bad episodes of John and Kate Plus 8. Yeah, and agreed. There are no I stakes. I didn't get it. There's no stakes yeah. whatsoever. There's actual stakes when we're watching, like, Kate have to go and, like, buy, like, bulk meat from the butcher or, like, from the farm. Oh, yeah. And then remember when they did that? Yeah. And then, like, put it I in, like, their, their deep freezer. And, like, there are real stakes there because if they get literally stakes. But if they don't get the correct <laughs> meat, then the family's not going to eat for a month. Like, it has to be done right or else, like, it will be mayhem in their house. But, like... And even the early episodes when they went on vacation, it was so interesting because remember they would get the U-Haul to like tow all their mm-hmm. shit behind their van. 
But you're right. Like, who gives a fuck? That? I mean, it was cute. It was cute to watch this. Like, it was cute to watch Aubrey so happy. But I didn't care about any of it. No. And you know, okay, so I said this in the Facebook group. The problem with Chelsea is that she's reached her final form. Oh, yeah. She has evolved about this. into what she is going to be for the next 20 years. And it's going to be fine. The reality shows are about transition. Or excuse me, specifically this reality show is about transition. I would say we most, wanna see, too, though. Yeah, most. I guess, like, the real housewives aren't. But you know how we get upset about the housewives when we have to watch poor people on the housewives? Yeah. Because that's not what we tuned in here for. Yes. And I didn't tune in to watch Chelsea have a perfect <laughs> life. I'm happy for her. But I want to see what it's like to have a baby as a teenager and the transition of moving into adulthood and raising that child. I don't... Chelsea has reached her final form. She's evolved into what she's going to be. We no longer need to watch this. Yeah, and because there are no stakes. There, she's no, not. Like, no, there's not. Nothing's going to happen. Last week, she was literally watching another episode of Team Mom. <laughs> why? Why would she do that? This is like, the could they thing. should have showed us an episode of Intervention? She should have been like, I was watching Intervention last night. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think Chelsea, and then her da- her dad was doing Botox. On Big Chelsea, I'm sorry, guys. I call Chelsea Grace Big Chelsea. I always have. Like the first okay. time she came on screen, I was like, Big Chelsea, Little Chelsea. Because I call her <laughs> Chelsea number three, with oh. Brittany being Chelsea number two. Oh, okay. She doesn't even I'm get to Chelsea be number two, because popular. really, Brittany is definitely Chelsea number two. And you see that Randy didn't even use gloves, because Big Chelsea wasn't paying for this, so he was just like, fuck it. You don't deserve <laughs> sanitary conditions. I'll just throw a little... And, you know, Chelsea was like, listen, big Chelsea, we need somebody to be a guinea pig for daddy's Botox. And <laughs> Chelsea was like, okay. Big Chelsea was like, okay, I guess, I guess I'll pick up Aubrey and then let you put Botox in me with no gloves. That's fine. <laughs> we need um, a being big Chelsea. That's what we need. Agreed. <laughs> I would watch that. I would watch that, too. I need to know how many yeah. Guns N' Roses shirts that Chelsea owns and how she's... <laughs> had a different one on in every scene for the last two episodes like and i'm not even one of those people that's like i bet she doesn't even listen to guns and roses because literally guns and roses isn't even that good of a band controversial opinion hot take i don't care whatever <laughs> i'm sure chelsea knows now. like welcome to the jungle i don't give a fuck <laughs> if chelsea wants to fuck axel rose or not like she doesn't have to be worn from empire records and axel rose is her favorite performer of all time um that's fine. It's not about that she doesn't even know the band. It's about Chelsea's fucking incessant need to find something she likes and lean so fucking into it that she wears nothing else and has... It's because she has, like, no sense of style, and so she finds, like, one thing that's, like, cute or that she likes, and she buys it in every color. And I'm kind of guilty of this, too, and so I don't even... (laughs) It's just, like, what else is there to talk... This is Chelsea's fault. You know what? This is Chelsea's fault. There's nothing else for me to talk about, so I have to talk about the fact that she's wearing a a Guns N' Roses t-shirt in every scene. Okay, how... This is what we can talk about. So Aubrey got to touch the prosthetic hair and do all this stuff. They brought Noah along. What the fuck did Noah get to do? Okay, so I have to two, watch Aubrey. I have two thoughts on that, which is one, I would I was that little kid that like I still am I'm like kind of a jealous person. I'm not like a person that's like jealous of 
if I have a boyfriend, I'm not like a very jealous person like that. I'm like, if I, mm-hmm. when I walk on an airplane, I'm walking past people in first class. I like want them to die because I'm so jealous <laughs> that I'm not in first class. And if I see a child, I want to punch them in the face because they don't deserve to be in first class and I deserve to be in first class. So I'm like that type wow. of jealous and I always have been. It's not a great trait. It, it is what it is. And I remember when we like went to Disney World when I was a kid in like Nick's studios and I was so fucking jealous of the kids that got slimed because I sat in the audience like an asshole was like, oh, I need to be up there getting slimed. And I know those other kids were probably so fucking jealous. jealous. You're a hater. Yeah. I'm jealous. I mean, hun, like, welcome to my podcast of Liz hating for two hours every week. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm a hater. I mean, if it's people in my life, I'm happy for them. But I definitely, I just want to do cool things. And I want to live the lap of luxury, like in first class. All right. And uh, I know I would have been one of those little kids, like, this bitch gets to touch Winter's tail? Yeah. And then poor but Noah, you're... like, why didn't Noah, I wonder if Noah got a turn and then we didn't see it, but it didn't look like it, but I hope so. He didn't. I don't think he did. I, also, I think he was on that trip for pity. Because yeah, I think Chelsea's um... sister, I think he might live in Florida. I vaguely remember okay. that Chelsea's sister that has a son, because I think all, she has three sisters, and I think two of them, the other two just have girls. And then her one sister that lives in Florida, I've heard, has a boy. So I wonder if because, like, Grandpa or Papa Randy was there that, like, they sent, you know, Noah to go hang out with Randy and Rita. And, uh, like, the sister yeah. probably, like, take him for the weekend. Like, that's nice. Like, yeah. Like, maybe Randy but, flew down two days early and got the grandson. But is it nice to have to have him go on this special behind the scenes tour and then have Aubrey doing all this stuff and just have yeah. him watching. I thought like, that was weird. I definitely wrote quit. down like, does Noah, like if I was Noah, I probably would have been like, what the fuck? Where's my turn? Yeah. Because I, I know they understand he's on a, they're on a TV show, but he doesn't understand that like, this is kind of don't want to see Noah show. doing shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is, <laughs> but I, I, I like, I just found that to be, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I did see that when they were blowing bubbles, she handed the bubbles to, to Aubrey, and Aubrey was blowing the bubbles for the seal. She, but when they handed the bubbles back, Noah had bubbles, too. So I was like, oh, good. But then I was like, wait, he didn't get to touch the tail. Yeah, so I'm just it's like, like it was Aubrey's birthday, and you could be like, well, she's the birthday girl, and the birthday girl yeah. gets to do this. I did yeah. write down that the only way this trip would be interesting is if they all became Scientologists in Clearwater. <laughs> Oh my god! You know, I thought I thought about you the other day because I was watching Leah Remini's show, and by the way, it won't record on my DVR. I think that Scientologists are doing it. Yeah, but whatever. Absolutely. So I have to find it. It's not on on demand. Scientologists are doing it. So um, they were talking about Narconon or something like that. Oh, yeah. Being, I didn't know that, and I was like, oh, oh yeah. I mean, so but oh, I, was my... about, I, said, I I bet Liz is all over this. I bet yeah. Liz. My ex-boyfriend actually went to one of their rehabs, which Uh sounded really nice beyond like the Scientology stuff you have to do there. So they're really big believers in like getting all the the toxins and drugs out of you. So you take a bunch Mm -hmm. bunch of niacin, you know, like the thing that makes you like, like sweat out all like over sweats. It's like it's it's a fucking vitamin, basically, but it makes you you over sweat so that like shit will sweat out of you and then you sit in saunas 
to get all the drugs out of you. And they do body assists all the time, which is the specific Scientologist massage, which feels really good because they just like mm. push. You just like push your fingers into the body, like your fingertips and like slowly pull it down. But the Narconon rehabs have gotten in a lot of trouble because they've had a lot of deaths there. They're really crazy. And it's funny because I actually send my ex-boyfriend that's in jail. I send him books sometimes because I don't know. We're friends. It's he's clear his head. He's reading. It's actually kind of great. And I sent him the Leah Remini book and he was like, oh, like I knew all this stuff because we've learned a lot of this stuff in the rehab. Oh, my goodness. So maybe. Yeah. The, so if they all became Scientologists. They went down there and they became Scientologists. What do you think would happen with Chelsea? And would it be more interesting than what we think is going to happen with Chelsea in the future? Um, would she would leave more... Watson? Yeah. In the baby I would chamber? Be, yeah, she would have to. Yeah. and like Because you know that the kids are adults and you're not allowed to yeah, baby that's them right. or have close family relations because what's a family when you are thousands of billions of years, you know, in past lives and future lives? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, would Cole become an auditor? <laughs> Cole? I don't know. I think Cole would actually be a perfect Scientologist because he has that Tom Cruise kind of vibe to him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, I know. I, he, he's, okay, Cole is fine looking. He's good looking and he's also yeah. likable. Like anybody, like, why yeah. would you like Cole? Which is he's why an objectively I don't like good Cole. person. I don't like Cole because he's Agreed. super likable. Agree. Oh, and I mean, oh, I'm the I, hater, princess. I'm the hater. Well, the thing is, I've been my biological father's been in prison for like 36 years, and I'm 37. So I have a stepfather who I adore, who I have such a good relationship with. I have a good relationship with my biological father too, but he's not my father figure. My stepfather is, mm-hmm. and my stepfather took me to Father Dollar dances and did Girl Scout bake offs with me and. Bought me a cantaloupe one time when I saw white people on TV eating it and was, like, shocked. And he, like, does shit like that. He he still texts me every day and says things like, I'm so proud of you. I don't know what you're doing today, but I know you're doing your best. Like, my stepfather is amazing. But people did not throw it in my face that he was my stepfather and was doing these things for me. He wasn't, he wasn't like, oh, well, you know he's not your real dad. So, mm-hmm. so amazing that he would take you to a father-daughter dance. Let's give him a medal. Like, he, he was just my stepdad. Yeah. And... I don't understand why people think it's an option for Chelsea to be married to a man who doesn't like, yeah, who doesn't like Aubrey. Why Agreed. is that an option? Well, and also it's like people are like he has a job, and it's like okay, like, don't we all? <laughs> I, I'm happy for him to have a job. He's a fine guy. I like him just fine. I just don't want to lick his asshole, and yeah. I think that I, I think he's doing a fine job. But people Agreed. talk about him like. He has to rest himself to go to the father-daughter dance. Like that's we just bring him out for father-daughter dances because it's such a you know it's so hard for him to have to go. Like, yeah, get out of here, dude. Like, yeah, just... and also like I I don't know I think I think it's just also part of like the teen mom phenomenon that gets Chelsea is like lauded as like the most amazing human to ever exist when we all know that's not true. And it's just the bar is so fucking low for all fathers on this show, especially stepfathers, True. that it's like Hobby. Cole Cole does one good thing and everyone's like, Well, that's it, pack it up. Uh pack Adam up, should just sign him. he should just sign his rights away and Cole should just adopt her. It's like whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 what? <laughs> like 
Father's Day for Cole now. It's like, I don't know. I For me, like, when that scene where, where Chelsea was telling Aubrey that I know someone who'd rather spend Father's Day with you, I was like, why would you put that on her? Because yeah. she doesn't have a choice. She has to go with her father. So... Yeah. I, I also liked when she said you should just come home. Like, when has the custody ever been an option for Aubrey? It's not an option. It was very just Janelle a child. when she said that. When she was like, you should just yeah. come home if you don't want to be there. No, it, no. And I, I just feel like if I, Adam's not going to film and we're not going to see how fucked up Adam. I totally believe Adam's fucked up. I have yeah. never thought Adam was cute. I thought no. he's been ugly since the first day I saw him. But he's been a dick since the first day I saw him. But... If he's not going to be there and be fucked up on camera, I don't want to hear about it from third party. I agree. I don't. I don't want it. So Chelsea, Chelsea doesn't even meet this show. Chelsea, I want Chelsea to move on with her life. She has graduated from Team Mom. She's married. She has another kid. She's. Oh, you know what? Shit, I I forgot to mention this. What if this whole trip was to convince us that Aubrey doesn't hate animals? <laughs> What if this is this, what this is about? But they were like, Aubrey, don't you love animals? Look no, at this, but look at this. Aubrey never hated animals. She's just Lenny from no. Mice and Men and was going to strangle them to death with her love. Exactly. She never hated animals. It wasn't that big a deal. She was so, she, I love the way Aubrey and Chelsea talk to each other like adults. Like when you, you hear Aubrey talking, it's, she's like having a, a, a conversation. Unlike Sophia, who sounds like a robot. Like, she, Chelsea and Aubrey, I love the way you talk to each other, but Chelsea was like, listen, don't do, did I ask you to do this? She was doing everything right, but apparently it was so scary that we all, that she thought we were all seeing that Aubrey was murdering animals, that she made up this dolphin story and flew Aubrey to Florida <laughs> to be with the dolphin so that she could regain Aubrey's good name. What if this is what this is about? I you know what? I hope so. I did notice there was a lot of talk of, um, are you going to be good, Aubrey? And also, did you notice that Chelsea, like, talked to Aubrey the way I think Mary talks to Chelsea? When, like, Aubrey was like, she's like, watch out, Aubrey! Like, don't pour that! Mm. Like, mm. it was just very, it wasn't bad. I was just like, oh, that's exactly how Mary talks to Aub- Chelsea and it drives Chelsea nuts. Yeah, and also, we're. I think Chelsea is realizing that some of the stuff she's done with Aubrey is just not, it's okay when you got one kid and that's all you're looking at. It's just not, it's yeah, not, well, it's not I, fun. I think you have two kids. You're trying yeah, to and I think Cole came in and she was like, I think she became, I mean, I've definitely talked about this, especially in the Tomlin episode. Uh, we talked a lot about this where I think she just became hyper aware of the fact that she wasn't like a disciplinarian with Aubrey yeah. and didn't want Cole to be judging her mothering. So she decided to step it up. And it's a lot different to mother a child when you are grown up, which she essentially is, when you have two kids, than when you're fucking 18 years old and, like, just obsessed with the baby and it's the only thing keeping you and your boyfriend together. And, you know, like, it's just different. And it's totally fun. I wish Chelsea would lean into this instead of crying about it. I wish she would would say, hey, guys, some kids are brats sometimes. Sometimes I've had up to like seven kids in my house at a time. And this past um, weekend, I had to go up to school because like one of the a six year old like threw paint on a little girl, and like <laughs> oh. he's he's like doing the most. 
and he's such a sweetheart, but like sometimes fucking kids are bad. Yeah. And Aubrey's seven, eight years old. Sometimes she's not going to do what you ask her to do because she's a fucking kid. And I wish Chelsea would just say, um, things are, you know, I wish things Chelsea are hard. Say, yeah. Yeah, dude. Like sometimes yeah, things I, are hard. All I'm she had to do was post, post a cute Instagram picture of her and Aubrey and say mm-hmm. her Aubrey and Watson and say, I thought having two kids would be super smooth, easy, and fun, but actually it's been a lot harder than I thought it would be. This season, we're tired, we're stressed, and we don't look our best. However, ooh, I just rhymed. However, Aubrey <laughs> knows she's loved. Aubrey loves her little brother. It's now six months later, and we've found a great schedule and routine, and we're all super happy. You know, I mm-hmm. wish that when we looked back on this, everything was perfect, but that's not real life. And we got through it, and everything's okay. Like, that's all she perfect. had to say. But she's Perfect. like instead gets online and is like, MTV is editing it. This will look bad. And Aubrey's going to look back on this and think that I didn't love her as much and blah, 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 no, blah, blah. No, that's not true. Because Aubrey's like, actually there. Yeah. Aubrey's actually there. She's old enough to form memories and it's a significant event. So she'll remember it. And also the part where she's like, oh, it's a fake. So they have a fake baby storyline. Bitch, you did it though. You yeah. just said, I don't want to do that. because You did it. it and you cashed the check. Yeah, so, and the producer would have said, okay, but what do you want to do? And she would have been like, standing around my house with my hair on top, all crazy on top of my head with raccoon eyes. And they would have been like, no, we've done enough of that. That's that's, (laughs) That's, what she would have. (laughs) Yeah. Like, uh, like, Chelsea, okay, so let's say Chelsea, we're going to move forward, Chelsea. Because you know that my my dream for Team Mom is for them to cycle in and out girls like six from 16 and pregnant, like the housewives do. Yeah, I like, think Teen Mom New Jersey might be setting that up, to be honest. I think it's beautiful. And then what happens is that we see you at a point in your life, if you're watchable, you continue. If not, if once you get to your final form, like Chelsea has done, once you evolve into your butterfly, we send yeah. you off. That's yeah. how it works. And so that'd be my dream. I, I know people are like, well, these are our girls. No, not really. Just... Just follow them on Instagram. You'll be fine. Or Snapchat. Yeah, It'll and they're fine. idiots not watching Brianna's segments because, like, they're not attached to her. Why? And they're missing... I know. People are so stupid. People are like, so dumb. The, we, the thing is, is that, keep in mind that these teen moms have been on the show for so long and they're making so much money that they're not what teen moms look like normally. Yeah. Teen moms have to work. Teen moms have cracked iPhone screens. Teen moms mm-hmm. don't get 40 Teen moms live in an apartment with their sister and their mother. Yeah, and they have to worry about babysitters, and they have shitty baby daddies, and like this. This is how this is what teen moms are about. And I wish we could cycle that show in and out. Um, if Chelsea needs anything, if she gets a spinoff, which I would never watch, she could get like a party for the party type spinoff, like a little thirty minute thing where they set shit up for her. And it's yeah, cute I end. agree. And each week they like have a different yeah a different setup. But I mean, it would never work like Tardy for the Party does. But something similar, I agree. Or like well, a Chrisley. Like a Chrisley knows best type of situation yeah. where like, like different, there's like Randy's really involved. Mary's really involved. There's a bunch of side characters. Yeah. I could, I mean, I could theoretically see that. Yeah. But this is, we're done with this. Yeah. And I think Chelsea should be, if the producers aren't smart enough to say, I, I know she's been there for a palate cleanser. I understand that she's been there to, to, to kind of balance the thing, but we can balance it another way. We, there are other girls that can like there are sometimes when girls are having great weeks kills one of them where where you're having things that you just love they're they're succeeding they're they're mm-hmm. you know we can bounce them in other ways we do not need to watch 
Chelsea with a fake baby or yeah. Chelsea watching TV. That's not what we need to be watching. I mean, Kale could have had a great season if MTV wanted to give her one. They could have. And also, it would be cheaper, too, because you yeah. don't pay for girls like that. They, they'd probably be doing 25 because, what, Brianna's getting 20 20,000 20 a season. Yeah. Also, right oh, oh, Nate, Nate did like a live stream last night, which I didn't watch, but I read all about it. And he said that Janelle gets 25,000 an episode, which tracks because with however many episodes, it's about like 30K or 300K a season or 350K right. a season. Yeah. So imagine if you were cycling in and out girls actually had problems that we could see a story arc throughout the season yeah. with. Um, and you only had to pay them. $30,000 as opposed to paying Chelsea $300,000 to do nothing. Yeah. Absolutely. She, like, she's going to be fine. I'm, yeah. I'm not, I don't hate Chelsea. I don't want her to die. I think Aubrey's okay. Uh, she's getting kind of <laughs> ugly, but I, she is. She's looking like Adam. And I'm just like, fuck. I, I can't wait until, like, Randy gives her a whole new set of fucking veneers or something. But, like, I, Adam's, Aubrey's a good kid. I enjoy seeing her being happy i think i'm so happy she found cole and she's not still fucking adam like she was like oh, two years same. ago and yeah this is all great for her i don't need to see it agreed let's go to brianna speaking of um uh, and brianna. we welcome baby stella this week welcome to the world baby stella you know someone on the facebook group said it's going to be very hard for stella to see that her all this talk about not being wanted and I was like, mm, I don't know. I feel like everybody, like I had a teen mom. Um, yeah. I had young parents. Like I think everybody who, almost everyone who's ever been born, someone was like, we're going to have this kid or what are we going to do with this shit? Because I don't know if we yeah. can do this. Like, I'm not, yeah, I think maybe when she's like a, like old enough to get it, but young enough to not totally get it, it might like fuck with her a little bit. But I don't know. In the end, I, I think... Let's be real, like, just being on Teen Mom is going to fuck her up way more than, like, yeah. maybe she was adopted, maybe she wasn't. <laughs> the fact that she, she, Brianna and Lewis are her parents, yeah. <laughs> and Brittany's her aunt, and Roxanne's her grandma, is going to yeah. fuck her up. Yeah, but, I mean, like, literally, she came into this world on television. I think that's yeah. the problem. <laughs> yeah, so, like, and and we all knew that. Brianna was never going to give this baby up because the baby had a name. People yeah. don't give up babies that have names. No. It's just not, that's how things work. You don't go in there and you go, well, I'm pregnant with Stella Star. Or, no, and, you, know, you don't get, and I'm sorry, like, you don't give up babies that you went to the abortion clinic and then, like, left because your one-month-old boyfriend talked you out of doing it because he said he loved <laughs> you and wanted to raise it together. Like, you're either terminating that baby or you're keeping that baby. You know what I mean? Right. I'm a really big proponent in that adoption is not an alternative for abortion. I'm like a really big proponent in that, that adoption is something totally separate and it, it, it exists in an access outside of the choice of abortion. You know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. often presented as like an alternative to abortion. And it's absolutely not that under any way, shape or form. Because it's two different mindsets completely different mindsets that don't even come into the same circle. You know, they, mm-hmm. they're like, they're not in the same Venn diagram. Sir. Like the Venn diagram, the middle thing is like birth or like pregnancy. 
and on one side is abortion and the other side is adoption and they, they don't right. they don't touch and yeah. i think as soon as she left that abortion clinic like that baby was hers you know she decided yeah. like she did not decide i'm not aborting this baby so i can give it up for adoption like she didn't yeah. abort the baby so that she could keep it and the minute she made that decision to leave the abortion clinic there was no adoption yeah i think that she just did that so that she could have a storyline. Yeah. And someone said she was smiling every time, but I think Bran is a, a nervous smiler. I think that's yes. what she is. She's, she's a nervous smiler. I don't think that what it is. I think that she was receiving the information, but there was never a chance for her to give that baby up for adoption. Yeah, and I so. also, I will say, I don't know if I'll go as far as to call it a storyline. I will say I believe that maybe the others around her were talking about it. And Brianna's mm. such a pushover that she was oh like, God. okay, like adoption. Like, even though she didn't <laughs> know, she really didn't want to do it. But Roxanne was like, adoption, 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 adoption. And Brittany's like, adoption, She's adoption, so adoption. That she was like, so yeah. Dumb. And MTV was like, well, why don't we go meet with the adoption counselor? You know? Yes. And she was like, I believe someone said, hey, let's call an adoption counselor Yeah, and, you know, let's meet with them and we'll film you doing it so you can get the... That's... I don't... Yeah, it wasn't just pitched to her as a storyline and I don't think she created this as a storyline, but it was never a realistic end for her. Yeah, and you don't give up babies for adoption that you told your six-year-old or five-year-old that they're going to have a sister. You don't do that. Oh my god! I'm so rocked rocked by that scene of Nova saying she would hurt anybody that or kill anybody that came into the house to because they made it seem like if if Stella was adopted adopted she would come home and then strangers would come into the house to take her. They're so stupid. They're so stupid. So so, I believe Brianna would die would drown in a rainstorm because she's so (laughs) stupid she doesn't even know to stop to close her mouth and stop looking. Bernie would be like running around looking for her. Yeah. And they'll be looking like I don't get don't get me wrong I live for Brittany because I think she's good tell I like watching her yes. but do I think that dynamic in that family is is good absolutely not do I think they're welcoming no they're not they don't want anybody else in that family especially no. Roxanne if you remember that Team Mom three when she oh. threw that fucking pot at Devon when he was oh, like, did she even hit him she could have killed him oh I remember. Here, I think I've discussed this before, is that they have this thing where it's like they find men and they find the worst men. And these Mm. men are not. Oh, I didn't discuss this on the podcast. Billy Roberts and I like had brunch. He picked me up from the airport. He's a gem. Love you, Billy. It was Mm. a mess. He picked me up, drove me all the way home. I went to the far airport. God bless you, Billy. But we had this conversation where I think that the DeJesus women, you know, pick these men that are awful and then these men show them that they're awful, show them that they're awful. And so then they hate every man, but because they like hate men, they then go on to pick more men that are awful. And it's like this self fulfilling prophecy that they've set up. So it's like Lewis was never going to show up. You know what I mean? Like he was never going to show up, but even if he was going to show up, they would not allow him to show up. So it's like, they would, but, but they, so they pick men that will prove them right. Right. And I think a lot of people do that. And I yeah, think it's, this is not unique to them. No. When but I was think getting Roxanne on the show, did it too. People were like, I don't know. They were, they, they were, some people were excited, some people were not. And I said, when we last left these women, they were determined to be bitter 
and the three of them in their home. Like, it's just going to be the three of them and Nova, and that's what they run to be. As yeah. much as I love Brittany, she's stuck in that web, too. And yeah. Well, it, poor Brittany was going to get out and move to Seattle, and then MTV showed up, and she was like, <laughs> canceling those plans. Like, yeah. I'm about to collect well, a Teen Mom paycheck. And Brittany is the queen of Team Mom because Brittany didn't have to have a baby, but she's still on Team Mom. Yep. And she still gets to, like, run away with every scene. She just gets to be on Team Mom being funny. Like, yeah. that, she gained the fucking system. Yeah. Like, then, I can't Well, believe- that's one of the main reasons Brianna, I don't know if Brianna would have even been picked for Team Mom if Brittany didn't have that abortion. That was a unique storyline for them by the time 16 and Pregnant Season 4 came about. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I just, and... I think Brianna is so pretty when she, especially when she gets dressed up. She's a pretty. I think they're all pretty women. Brianna could be like. I don't understand why she's dating broke dudes in a club. Like I don't. If she wanted to be like with terrible men, she could be with terrible men with some money. I don't get what she's doing. Like, I think it's because those are. I like. I have a feeling those are the men her mom dated. Those are the men her aunts date. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm feeling this is like, this is what their family does. And they sit around and all the women in their family, like they're doing to Nova and soon Mm -hmm. to be Stella, you know, Aunt T.S. comes over, T.T.T.S. comes over and uh, all their other aunties, you know what I mean? Like all of her mom's friends come over. There are no men in their family. No men in their family. And I'm sure Roxanne's, everybody that's close to her is a woman, a woman, I'm sure of it. And they all come around, and they drink, and they talk shit about men. And I talk shit about men. I don't, but do you know what I mean? Like, they did it, I'm sure, in front of Brianna and Brittany from a very young age. From a very young Mm -hmm. age. Just like they do with Nova. And they talk about ancient men, and how we don't need them. And this is, like, who, that's who she's going to surround herself with. Because that's who all the women in her life have surrounded themselves with her whole life. And have shown her that these are the men we pick but it's okay, and this is, I think this is the downfall of it, and I hope people understand what I mean by this, that I'm not bashing single moms in any way, shape, or form, but it's this attitude of, it's fine for us to be with ancient men because it doesn't matter if they show up or not because we'll do this shit on our own. And, like, this yeah. guise of, like, independent women thing, which is good if needed, but they set themselves up for that and are, like, almost... It's like, I, I don't know exactly how to explain it without sounding offensive because I don't mean it no, that way, but it's like, it, right. it doesn't matter if we, like, for me, partner selection is very important. And like, I'm not going right. to have a baby with a man unless I am very, very sure he will be a good father. Now, anything can happen. You have no fucking True. clue. You can't control anything. Make plans and God laughs at it. All of that stuff. But the fact is you can have a baby with someone that you know very well that has shown that they're a good person, that has a good family, that has good morals that align with yours, that even if we break up, I feel very confident that he will be a good father. You know what I mean? And You've like, done I look the at my, Yes, yes. And Brianna has a baby with a man that lives in that she met in a club and has been dating for three weeks because it doesn't matter if he shows up or not because I can do this shit on my own and I don't need him and fuck men. And no one will ever show up for me anyway. I can't even expect it. So yeah. who cares if I just do this? I I don't understand why Brianna was so upset that Lewis wanted to go to trucking school. Lewis can't do shit for you right now. He can't. With a newborn, he doesn't live with you. He can't spend a night. And he can't take that baby anywhere, right? So yeah. all he can do is come over for two hours a day and hold the baby. Nova could do that shit. 
what he should do is go get a fucking job and send you yeah. money. It's going to be months before you would ever, um, actually it'll be never before you ever allow Lewis to go anywhere with yeah, that kid. Theoretically. Theoretically, theoretically, that kid will be like six months old before you're like, okay, he, she can spend the night at Lewis's house. It's not going to happen. Agreed. So, a hundred percent. And also, like, what? when they were saying he should move next door to them, it's like, Why? you know that's not happening. Like, and I understand what she meant by that, but it's like, you're not interested. You have straight up told him that you are not interested in co-parenting, and then your next fight is that you're mad that he won't move next door to you so you can co-parent. I, I think, I don't understand what she thinks co-parenting is. That's true. With, in this type of relationship. Because co-parenting, when you don't live together is more like you have the baby for three or four days and then he has the baby for two days, like stuff like that. Yeah. That's what co-parenting is. We don't, we don't live together and we are not together. So we can't do certain types of things. And I just don't understand. Like, and you know, she did this shit to Devon too. I remember when Devon would come over when the vote Nova was a small baby and he would want to take Devon to his mother's house, which for me, I can understand how upset you, how worried you'd be, but if he was going to be in the care of his mother, who yes. knows how to take care of a baby, I would be okay dropping the baby And I'll bring the baby, the baby like to your hours. mother's and drop her off yes. there. Like, you don't even need to get with her in the car. Yes, I don't want you to drive her. But I'm going to drive, because here's an older woman who has children. And yes. as long as I'm comfortable with her, I'd be like, okay, sure. For like two or three hours, I'm going to go do some stuff. You watch Nova. They had Devon come over in the house, and then they sat outside in the car. Yeah. And as soon as Nova <laughs> cried, they ran inside. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? He can't. Yeah. He can't do anything yeah. except for buy things. So I I don't know what she thinks co-parenting is. Even I'm married. I've been married for 10 years. Um, I don't, I literally like moved in with my husband two weeks after meeting him and we were married like very quickly afterwards. I don't recommend this to anybody, but we, even our co-parenting is nothing is 50, 50. It can't be because life is not 50, 50. Yeah. We, People do what they can and what makes sense at the time. And if you can do this, then I'll, I'll try to handle this. And I have this much on my plate. Could you take this from me? Could you? Yeah. Like, that's how things work. And the idea that Lewis is going to live next door to you and every time the baby cries, come over, is ridiculous. Yeah, plus it's ridiculous. she already co-parents with Roxanne and Brittany. Yes. Nova, Stella and Nova already have other parents, and their names are Brittany and Roxanne. Yeah, so, so who, where is the room? And I, I don't mean that as a criticism because I do think on one hand it's pretty, like, amazing that Brianna has, as unhealthy as it is, it's way better for Nova that she has Roxanne and Brittany too than if she just yep. had Brianna. You know what I and mean? And Brittany like, sounds like the best auntie. The yeah, best. <laughs> yeah. The best. Agreed. And, you know, but the fact is, like, so where does Lewis fit in? And she even said, okay, so they were talking about how Lewis was going to come stay with them for a week. Which, like, first of all, where is he going to sleep? Like, I'm pretty sure they live in a three-bedroom apartment. Nova I'm and, sure, too. Nova and Brianna definitely already share a room. So it's going to be yeah. Nova, Brianna, Stella, and Lewis in one room. Is Lewis gonna, Maybe Lewis will sleep on the couch, but then they have someone sleeping on their couch and... They only have one little living space, you know, because they live in this little apartment. And, like, where, what are they going to, and, oh, Brianna said, I don't want to be alone. And I'm like, alone? You've when never been alone a day in your ever life. ever alone? You live with two other women in a three-bedroom apartment. And, and a child. child. 
she went to college and they sat outside waiting for her. <laughs> she went to fucking college and she could not go by herself. Yeah, she I just when alone. she said I don't want to be alone, I'm like, what? When are you alone? <laughs> like I, and I also think that Brianna, you've said this before, where Brianna, they feel like Lewis just like popped up, sneak impregnated her, and ran off. And Brianna had nothing to do. They talk about it like Lewis raped her. They no, they, yeah, Brianna acts like if only Lewis hadn't have cheated on her, they'd be living in their own apartment. They'd have a beautiful two bedroom, two bedroom, two bath apartment. It'd be on the first floor. They wouldn't have to walk up any stairs. We'd have two cars. Like Trump it would, would be just president. be yeah, Trump. Uh, well, I maybe they would have wanted Trump to win because you know Roxanne oh, and yeah, Trump are ways, right. but. Um, well, but yeah, they'd be living be great. in this. Her acting they, would clear up. Everything. They'd be, be living in this amazing alternative universe where they're an incredible family, and she's living on her own without her mom and her sister, and it's just her and her boyfriend who love each other so much, and they love their uh-uh. newborn baby, and he's being the perfect stepfather to Nova, and maybe he'll adopt Nova if only he hadn't cheated on her. But because he cheated on her, none of this can happen. When in reality, they'd be living in some shitty apartment screaming at each other nova would probably have to go back to live with roxanne nova probably would have lasted at this apartment for a week because <laughs> brianna can't handle her on her own and she roxanne has been no. raising her for her whole life I, like when they were talking about that my heart ached for nova at the idea that yeah. she was going to move nova out of roxanne's house and with some fucking stranger you know yeah. it's just it's just so crazy that yeah they act like she was raped and and some instincts and also like he ruined their lives by cheating oh. because, like, they would have had this perfect future together. But in reality, they probably would have broken up because they don't fucking know each other. No, they don't know each other. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. And, I mean, I obviously I just admitted that I, that I got married very quickly to someone I barely know. I do not recommend this shit. Because what happened is, like, maybe five months into the relationship, I was like, oh, Wait, we live together. Oh shit! This is like, oh, like this is, and that's exactly what happened to Brianna and uh, Lewis. Is that yeah. they would have been living together with that baby, and one day, probably Lewis would have woke up and been like, "Fuck, what yeah. did I?" You you know, do? Brianna has never cleaned a room in her life and does not know how to cook. <laughs> And Lewis one day would be like, can you clean up around here? It's a fucking mess. And she'd be like, no, I thought you were the one that was supposed to clean up. And he'd be like, I've been at work. And like, she, it's just crazy. I think she thought that she would like move out and become this fully formed adult. She would become Chelsea. You know what I mean? She Mm, would reach her, she would reach her, what were you calling it? Her full potential form, her final form. She would just move out and move in with Lewis and reach her final form. When in reality, that never would have fucking happened because this was a literal stranger that she met in a nightclub and <laughs> fucked without a condom. Oh, my goodness. I, you know, so people are, like, kind of shipping Javi and Brianna because no, they've I been friends. I'm uh, yeah, people are Javi and Brianna shipper. Me, too, but because I think they're both, like, the most basic people on earth. Yeah, and well, because he wants I think to be save happy. her. Because he wants to save her and he'll take care of her and she's not going to be, okay, I think I explained this last week, but like, I'm still all on board is that the, one of the biggest issues between Kale and Javi is, and I think, 
I don't know, but Kale wanted all her friends around and still wanted to have like people around and like hang She's out independent. with people. She's independent. She didn't want to check in with Javi. She didn't want Javi checking in with her. Like we live mm-hmm. our own lives, but like we're still married. Brianna's not going to do any of that shit. I don't know if Bri- no. Brianna seems to have one friend, maybe. You know, she has that one girl. Like she is interested in her family, and her- that's it. Like she mm-hmm. just Brianna just wants her family and a boyfriend or a husband. And she doesn't yeah, need a billion but, people. And Javi is the same way, that he just wants a wife and the kids and his parents. And they can all live together and be happy. And Javi can jerk off every night about how great he was for saving those little babies from their deadbeat dads. Well, I want it to happen, too, because I want Isaac and Nova to be in the same scene. I want them to be... They're in Disney like, the World, world right now would, together. But the world will explode if we could watch them on TV playing together and stuff. But also... I also think that, like, whoever, even if she ends up, let's say, let's say this works out. She ends up with Javi. Kale doesn't murder her. Um, it's fine. They're, they're, they're together. I, I think that whoever she ends up with is going to have to be all in with Brittany and Roxanne. Well, and yeah, I and think I think that, Javi would be good at that because I think they culturally are similar and his right. parents live with him, and his sister still comes over to his house and cleans his fucking house and babysits his kids. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, but I, I also think that we're gonna have a couple of good fights between Brianna, and Brittany. Hobby. Well, Brittany you thought Solange was bad with Jay Z. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Bring an elevator video. With bare Brittany knuckle and box hobby in the fucking living room. She won't wait until they get on the elevator. And drag it. <laughs> She will right that's, to the fucking that's jaw. That's the growing pain. I think that's going to be the growing pain is that at some point, Javi and Brittany are going to disagree about something and yeah. Brianna's going to have to decide who she's going to let rule her life. Besides. I think it will dip, yeah, I think, and I think she would decide, I think if she has a nice enough house and I think Brianna, <laughs> okay, here's my thing. I don't think Brianna like care. She obviously loves her mom and her sister. It's not that. Sure. But Brianna's just one of those people that, like, wherever she's comfortable, she's cool, you know? Yeah. And, like, I don't think it's necessarily that she's super attached to her mom and her sister. It's just that she's comfortable and she's being taken care of. And if Javi Mm. makes her, or whoever, whoever makes her comfortable and takes care of her, she'll pick them. Yeah. Okay. I just. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Yeah. She just is, like. Uh, like, she would just be like, oh, shut up, shut up, shut up. It's like, do you see, do you see the master bedroom, though? And, like, how nice this is? <laughs> like... <laughs> okay. So, and I think you, I think you commented this, that, that if Brianna moved to Delaware with Javi, the whole clan would move to Delaware with Javi. Yeah. Like, they, they all Brianna be move. No. <laughs> On her own? No. <laughs> so she could fall and get you... hurt. <laughs> But here, what do you think is going to happen if Brianna and Kale run into each other at the Costco? I think that's a good and interesting question. I'm, I think it depends on where Kale is in her life and if she's happy or not. I'm really curious as to how Hander, Kale will, I don't, uh, you know what? Like Kale, I think will just be like, mm, like, hey, and like petty, but Never, even if like Javi and Brianna got married and had like six kids, Kale would be like, he's not serious about her. 
She's just a little <laughs> girl he's playing with. You I know what I mean? Sometimes, which is why oh. I think that in the beginning, yes. I because Kale, you said this last week, Kale overreacts to things in the moment, and then she cools off and is like, I don't even know why I care about that. I think that if it's the first couple of months, and Brianna's on Instagram and Snapchat with Lincoln and oh. Isaac and shit, yeah, I think that Kale's gonna be pissed. But if but like give it three, four, five, six months, Agreed. she's gonna be having dinner over there. She's gonna yeah, be calling I Brianna. Think, I think Brianna. Up? I think Brianna will like kowtow to Kale because she lets yeah. other people dominate her, and I think that's always been the problem with V is that V doesn't give a fuck and will get on Twitter, Twitter, and like like Javi's mean tweets about Kale. But Brianna, right. well, she might do that on Twitter, but in real life, like I think Kale or Brianna will bow down to Kale. But Brittany won't. And I think that if something happens, Brittany will be at the soccer game and be like, listen, bitch. Like, yeah. yeah, Brittany listen, won't. You're absolutely right. But you I and also your think Brittany and bullshit. Kale might get along. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this crossover. I'm ready for life. I'm so ready for it. I, Oh, imagine them all moving to Delaware. Oh, that would be such good TV. Now, that's the fucking spinoff that I want to watch. This doesn't even need to happen mm-hmm. on Teen Mom. Give Kale, Javi, Joe, V, Brittany, Roxanne, uh, and Brianna one show. Yes. Yes, that would be a great show. And call it and Kale's get- Blended Family. I don't know. I've, well, you're right. You're right. The whole reason they're all there is Kale. It has, so. yeah, it has to be around Kale. Because she's You're the right. one that keeps them all together. Because she's because it's Isaac that like intertwines them all. But guess what? As soon as they all move there, Kale's moving somewhere else. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> duh. <laughs> <laughs> of course, no. Kale's never gonna. Kale's such an idiot. She has locked herself into the state of Delaware. Like, she how? Because the, now she has houses. three guys. Yeah, now no, now she has three men that will take her to court and not allow her to move. She's gonna have to get a court order to be allowed to move. Um, she's not gonna be allowed to just know- pick up and move. And it looks like um, her latest baby daddy. I guess we're talking about Kale now. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Kale now. But Stella was born. She was cute. Be... It was a cute scene. But let's talk about Kale Yeah, now. it was fine. Um, so Stella, not Stella, um, her latest baby daddy, Chris, appears mm-hmm. to be on a birth certificate, right? So because he was there and all that other stuff. Well, no birth certificate has been filed yet because the baby still doesn't have a name, apparently. But I think we can agree that Chris is probably on the birth certificate if they did all the right paperwork because Javi is the presumed father because they were married 300 days before conception of this right. child. But I, but I have a feeling they did all the like, paperwork. Yeah. Let, I think yeah. we can all assume that Chris is on the birth certificate. So do you, all right. Now she's got three baby daddies. She claims she planned it this way. Although <laughs> I don't think so. Nobody because, gets a okay. tummy tuck and then like plans to have a baby like six months no. later. Like no. I like, a lot of people um, kind of feel bad for Janelle because they they see themselves in Janelle. I see mm-hmm. myself in Kale and this person that is trying to control everything, who really loves yeah. these kids, who can sometimes be difficult in personal relationships because she wants to be independent because she's she lived a life to be where her whole life since she was five years old. Right. She's she she's no decided, she's, the life has told her that people don't tell the truth. They say things like, I'll be back, and then don't fucking come back. And she just, she wants to be strong for it. So it comes off, so that's why Kale always comes off as, like, such a fucking bitch. Even when she's upset. When we should be feeling sorry for her, because she is so determined to be like, I'll be fine. 
I'll be yeah. fine. It's control is her thing. So she, there's no way she, she really planned to have three baby no. dads. There's no fucking way. But she's if she really wanted that to get, if she, she really wanted to get pregnant, she would have went to a fucking sperm bank. If she really wanted to get pregnant, she would have gotten pregnant. She would have gotten pregnant by Javi and still divorced him because she would have still, that's what she would have done if she had been planning it correctly. But I understand you don't want to get pregnant by Javi because you don't want to be with him anymore. Mm-hmm. It was an accident. It was a fucking accident. Now you have three custody agreements, three baby daddies. And I'm not someone who like downs people for shit like that. I don't give a fuck. But mm-hmm. it's messy. And when you build yeah. your life like that, you build it messy. You cannot be mad because it's messy. Yeah. Exactly, and you can't be mad that you're not allowed to move, and you can't be mad that your kids don't all get to spend Christmas together, and you can't They're be not. mad about the million things that Kale's going to be mad about, because Kale's also that rare case of the victim bully, you know, where she yeah. at once wants to be the victim and the bully, and that's what makes her so fucking unrelatable, and why people are mm-hmm. starting to hate her, and I can understand that, and it's funny, it's not funny, but it is a classic trait of adult children of alcoholics. And if you guys yeah. want to look up the other laundry list. So adult children of alcoholics have this thing called the laundry list, which like lists off common symptoms of adult children of alcoholics. And there's one that's called the laundry list and one that's called the other laundry list. And the lawn, the classic laundry list is like all me, all Liz Bentley. And the other mm. <laughs> laundry list is all kale. And it it's a lot about like, in a way to protect ourselves, we become those that we once feared most. And Mm. Kale is like this perfect mix of like, feel bad for me, feel bad for me, feel bad for me. I'm going to show you why you need to feel bad for me. I'm going to make you feel bad for me, which is honestly one of like the worst traits in a human. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like a victim bully is hard as fuck to deal with. Yeah. And I'll like, like she should be barred from making PFAs. Because I feel like she doesn't use them in the way they should be used. Like, I am I incorrect in believing that she hit um, Joe or there was something and then she got a PFA against him, even though you she was the correct. aggressor? Correct. Like, and the PFA against Javi, like, I understand, like, she should have got a PFA when he broke into her fucking house like a yeah. crazy person. Mm-hmm. That's when you should have gotten the PFA. She doesn't know how to use PFAs. And she yeah, she wasn't necessarily win. wrong for getting the PFA about Javi because the fact is Javi did break into her house. Javi probably did call her phone a hundred times when he found I out she was pregnant. <laughs> you would just change your number so we couldn't reach I, I've changed my number a million times, guys. Like, <laughs> I just don't even give a fuck. I will be on the phone with someone and be like, I never want to hear this from this person again. As soon as I get off, I'm just going to change my number. And I only give it to like three people. I give it to my mom. Sometimes I give it to my husband. A couple of times he's come home and been like, I've been calling you all fucking day. Did you change your fucking number? And I'm like, yes, it's, I had to do it. I had to do it. This girl like that I'm in this writer's group with is like bothering me. So I was just like, uh, how do I deal with this? I'll just give you a number. And I just like move on with my life. And if you have my new number, okay, great. If not, I don't know. Then Facebook you don't. message me. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. So like, but, I would just yeah. get a new number. But Kale, so Kale was not, I don't, she was granted the PFA, like, they agreed on the PFA for a reason. You know what I mean? Like, I think she was, she would have been granted the PFA, in my experience, somebody that has, uh, like, gone through the process as a victim's advocate to help people get PFAs. At least in Pennsylvania, I think she would have been granted it. 
but yeah, sure. she didn't get it for the right fucking reason. No, and when and she, she didn't dropped the, the PFA and said, well, it worked, didn't it? It was like, Kale, <laughs> no, and don't say that. Do you know how long the PFA was in effect? Because I feel like it was in effect for a week and a half. I don't like, know. I feel- Probably like two months, <laughs> if that. She was okay. like, the PFA is making it really difficult for Javi and I to talk. And it's like, that's literally the point of the PFA, Kale. <laughs> Yeah. That's why you have the PFA. And also, you can even get PFAs that are like, and it was kind of in theirs, but you can get PFAs that say you're allowed to have total communication except from abusive language and behavior. So she could have, I'm sure, at least in Pennsylvania, I'm assuming Delaware is similar. But when she said like, well, it worked, didn't it? It was like, Kale, don't say that on camera, you goddamn idiot. Like. And I, I, I agree with you. I believe that Javi was, like, texting her constantly, uh, probably calling her constantly, probably being abusive. Because we've seen him do it in the past when they were married. Yeah. Remembering the California Absolutely. trip? And he ruined their trip? Absolutely. What about the time they were supposed to go to some fucking concert? And, oh, my like, God. He, was, he, he said Wait. he wasn't going to watch the kids. Like, and her, friend, do, what, her, friend called him, her friend called him Javi the ruiner of times. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what he is. Because yeah. he, he's very insecure, too. So way insecure. Kale, and Kale is a known cheater. You married a known cheater. Mm-hmm. And okay, let me take that back. Kale's not a cheater. This is what Kale is. Kale's a shingler. What she does is she decides in her heart that she's done in this relationship and she never tells you. And she you just moves don't know on. It. Kale's broken up with you. You're just not yeah, sure Kale, about it yet. Kale broke up with you. And she moves on and starts a new relationship. But and you know when, when that like per- single. Yeah, you know when that person is like but we're still together. I mean, she's kind of doing it with Javi where she says, like, when he was deployed, she's like, no, but I knew we were broken up. And it's like, okay, right. but did Javi know that? Because- did you say we are broken up? You are not going to come home to here because we're not going to be together. I will call you. Or did you say it and then the with next it? day you continued with it? I have a feeling Kale maybe says it and then the next day lets him call and sweet talk her. You know, and like yeah. plays along with it. But yeah, Kale, Kale, you're exactly right. She does this thing where she breaks up with you and you just don't know it. And then when it's when so- you act surprised, she's like, where have you been? Like, I've been done with you. I mean, we were living oh. together, but like I was done. Right. When she was living with Joe and the the Saint, um, what's his mom's name? Janet. Uh, the Saint Janet of Janet. the Riviera. Yeah. She was living with them. And they were kind of, they were basically, you know, back and forth. Yeah, they were, they were still having back sex. They were J- still having Janet sex. And, Janet and what's his face? I, I don't know what his dad, I can't, Eddie maybe was his dad's name. We're like, yeah. we're confused because you go to each other's bedrooms every night. We don't understand what's going on. Right. But she was like, this isn't going to work out. She did not verbalize it. She just decided to get a boyfriend. And put and it then on everyone Facebook. Was like, and put it on Facebook. Well, like, if I were Kale, I would still be living in Janet's house. Rich motherfucking free yeah. with free childcare. V and Joe would be married and I'd be waving from the fucking... Because I'd be like, this is a perfect setup. I don't give a fuck. I got my own place and I will mm-hmm. be living here. But that's how Kale is. Kale makes decisions in her heart and she does never tell. And I'm not going to hate on it because when I was single, I would do shit like that too. I'd just be like, i just change my number instead of breaking up with you. I'd just be like, okay, well... <laughs> and then you see me around town, and I'd be like, oh, what do you want? <laughs> like, I, You're like, do I, I know you? Have we met? Yeah. 
well, your number, uh, you haven't hit, oh, yeah, man, I gotta go. Like, that's how I talk to people, and that's how Kale is. But Kale's stakes are very different because she has children and marriages. Like, you can't yes. just do this. Absolutely. This is not, Kale wants to get a master's degree, which I think is a good idea because in Delaware, there probably aren't that many jobs for communications. I mean, I have tons of friends with communications degrees that are living in L.A., in New York and like doing doing the thing and have Mm -hmm. work as publicists and like have awesome jobs and legitimate careers. But I have a feeling she's probably right. And some sort of business degree probably would not be a bad idea for her. But I really I did think that she was talking very calmly and reasonably about Chris, where she was like, look, he's around now, and he'll be around when he's a baby, but will he be around when the new baby thing wears off? I don't know. I don't know either. I just, I don't want to go through another season of Kale in school. Like, I'm so sick of her in school. I'm sick, sick of it. You know what I really don't sick think of? Grad, I think grad school's a good idea in theory, but I don't, I don't think Kale will be able to succeed in grad school if she has the dedication that she has that she had to her bachelor's. Yeah, but also, do you see how she keep bringing those kids to school? I'd be so pissed if I was in her in her study group because I'd be like, "Dude, I'm trying to graduate too. Like, can you yeah. can you like get a babysitter? You're on TV. Yeah, can you not afford like, a babysitter? She can pay for a babysitter. Like, there she, she can't go on care.com. She can't go on care.com and pay twenty dollars an hour to some nineteen year old college student. You know what I mean? And, like, have yeah. her be a regular babysitter for the family that she can... Like, I I don't know if I've talked... I've definitely talked about this because I've podcasted from my... Like, I do get... Oh, yeah. Like, I babysit on the side. And it's for things like that. You know what I mean? When parents have... It's not a regular thing. It's not an every time thing. But I'm, like, their regular babysitter. It's, like, once a month. But does Kale not have that? <laughs> I and she has people living with her constantly. Yeah, she's got bones and peaches and, Chris and whoever. Is and, a new one, Becky. Yeah, like she has all these people with. And first of all, where is she finding all these people in Delaware? I've never been to Delaware. I'm sure it's not like desolate, like I think. But is Kale meeting new friends in Delaware? Yeah, I like, think at college. As a, I think as a reality TV star, is she meeting new friends and bringing them into her world? Well, okay, that brings me to the lady, like, running up to her and, like, sharing her story with Kale. I wonder if that's how she meets most of her friends, where people, like, <laughs> run up to her and, like, want to get it in at, like, a conversation. They're like, I try to contact you on social media, but oh, you know how social media is, but I just wanted to tell you congratulations, because I have four kids, and I started at Delaware State University when in 2001, and then I have four kids, and now I'm graduating today, too, and I'm just so proud of you, and it's congratulations, and I, like, I wonder if that's just how Kale makes her friends. <laughs> I think Kale probably... Like, I just get the feeling that Kale goes to, like, house parties and shit and, like, meets people and... Well, I, don't, I think she I don't has know. the house parties and, like, somebody yeah, brings somebody and then they're her new best friend. Yeah! Yeah, I think that's what's happening. And I just find it so She's strange because not... if I were in that, posi- I was in that yeah. position, I'd be thinking to myself, what does this person want from me? Because I've been on TV for fucking eight years. Yeah, it, what's this person want from me? She's very open with who she allows to come into her home. It seems, and who she allows to become a close friend. And I, I do think part of that though is just the fact that she's twenty five and she has no family. You know, she has yeah. no family to speak of, and I think None. she's she's very wait. Desperate. She has a sister in Texas, but I'm sure they're not close. Yeah, they're her half sisters, like from her scumbag dad. Once. 
Yeah, yeah. exactly. She visits them, I think, occasionally. I do remember her going to see them not too, like, within the last couple years. But honestly, yeah. like, they're her sisters, but I'd imagine it's, like, my cousins, you know, that are, like, yeah. f- my mom is the youngest of five, and uh, her closest age and sibling to her is, like, nine years older than her. And her oldest yeah. sibling is, like, almost 20 years older than her, maybe older. So I have, like, and we all live all over the country, and so I have, like, a bunch of cousins. Like, when I go to Chicago for the Emotionally Broken Psychos meetup, I m- might try and see one of my cousins that lives there. They might be out of town. But it's like that. I was like, hey, are you guys going to be in town? Like, they're my first cousins, but it's like, I don't, I don't talk to close. them. Yeah, like, not even, yeah. not super close, but they're, like, family that I have, but, like, when I'm counting my family, I'm not like, oh, my cousin Leslie in Chicago. You know what I mean? Who I'm, I'm I closer you. in age to her her daughters than I am to her. Uh, but, I have a feeling that's, like, probably what Kale's sisters are. They're, like, her sisters that live in Texas, but, like, I think she I just wants to make, she's desperate to make, like, that friends is family thing. And I would imagine she gets burned pretty often by letting so many people I would imagine, too. To her. I don't know what she pays for, you know. Tons of stuff. But I also think that she probably spends a lot of time at home. Like, she spends, like you said, like, she throws the house party. So there's a ton of people there. And Oh, every night. If you look on her Snapchat. She's always got, like, yeah, there's, like, four women there. Somebody's cooking. Somebody's going through the pots and, like, organizing. Yeah, she, like, and she wrote her birth story, which I, like, kind of skimmed. And she had, like. Like, four of her friends were there, and it was, like, 2 a.m., and they were, like, doing squats and stuff to, like, try and induce labor. And it's, like, I mean, I don't want to be too critical, but I just have this thing where it's, like, I wonder, if you have kids, it's, like, kind of weird to have your friends over at 2 a.m. all the time. Right. Right. All the time. Okay. So, remember when she was on when Joe was calling to speak to Isaac, and he wanted to see if he can come see Isaac, and it was 7.15. And she was like, no, not right now. And I felt bad because I want Joe to see Isaac. I like to see them together. They seem to have a good relationship. But at my house, she can't come see my kids at 715 either because we it's are deep into. Yeah, it's like I'm I'm getting you ready for school tomorrow. People are taking showers. We're picking out yeah. clothes. And we're going to bed. We're, you're, you're deep in the bed, the, the heading to bed. So I get that part. But can you imagine putting down Lincoln and Isaac Every night between eight and nine o'clock, probably, and and then there's like five people at your house, and you guys are just like watching TV yeah. and making burgers and shit. What is that like? Yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird. It's it's the kind of thing that's like fine. I mean, I'm 29 and I have no kids, and that would be weird for me to to have people over hanging at my house every single night. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't have kids here just because like I'm an adult who goes to work in the morning. And, like, we're not right. hanging out late because I need, like, time to unwind before bed. And that has to start around 9 p.m. You know what I yeah. mean? So, like, on a well, work what about, night, like... Well, think about how... I bet you she couldn't do any of this when Javi was there. She's doing it now no. because Javi, Javi exactly. isn't there. So because maybe look her... at her system, too. I agree because she should have been doing this when she was 20. Like, Macy. Remember I'm being Macy and she was, like, living in that thing she called the yes. treehouse? Yes, she, like, and it was a bunch Bentley... of chicks. Yeah, drinking up all day house. and night, parties yeah. all day and night, and Bentley, <laughs> and which nobody was, remembers that. They act like which was been quite like, inappropriate. It was not a absolutely. good living environment for Bentley. But the fact is, Macy was twenty one when she was doing that, and by twenty three, had it out of her system and was living in a cute little house with her boyfriend Taylor. 
Taylor and Ben and Macy, Macy met because she was playing um, beer pong. Beer pong. And she, yep. she decided to throw up so she could drink some more. And he helped her. Yep. That's how they met. Yeah. But then they settled down drunk. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. But if Macy and Taylor had been together, been super serious and she never did this. And then they broke up when she was 25. What would, you know, and Bentley was eight. What would it look like? I bet it would look pretty similar to kale. The only reason it doesn't is because she did that from 19 to 22 or whatever. And then she met Taylor and settled down. Yeah. You're right. So, I mean, I guess she's going to have, like, kind of a frat house for maybe another year or two, and then something. Yeah. Do you think he'll get married again? Mm, married? I don't know. It's really hard to say because I was 100% sure she wouldn't have another kid, at least for a uh-huh. while. Uh, so I think, I think it's easy for me to say no but I think a part of her, like, victim bully thing is that she's also, like, independent but fiercely codependent, you know? Mm. So it's yeah. hard. So it's like, I want to be like, no, she would never get married. She's so independent. She likes her freedom. But also she needs to be around people 24-7 if she finds a guy that wants to be around her 24-7 and wants to marry her. Like, maybe? Mm, I don't know. Like, she's I an just enigma. can't. Yeah, Kale is so, this is not, like, what's happening with Kale is not what I would predict would be happening with Kale. Like, I'm no. not shocked, but it's not what I saw for her in the future. Like, no, last season, we were not sitting here thinking, like, and next year she'll be pregnant with some guy named Chris Lopez. No, I thought her and Javi was going to get divorced, because, like, just the stuff, well, yeah. the childish stuff he was doing was, like, so I knew they crazy. were done since that season before he even deployed when they were like half going to marriage counseling and every time they fought they would mention the word divorce like I knew they were getting divorced yeah I like I wanted to leave him and I'm not even with him that day that he was like I'm not gonna pick Isaac up from school so you can go to the concert and I was like yeah. didn't you agree to go pick him yeah. up so what what he just stays at school well I'm not gonna help like what the fuck is wrong with you like yeah. I I knew like, then I was like nope nope no, but you really they like were school. so bad together because they're both uh, like scorekeepers, you know. Oh yeah, and there's nothing worse than a relationship with two scorekeepers. Yeah, you can only have one. Like in my relationship, I call I'm the terrorist. Like I'll blow us all up. Like I don't give a fuck. I, to be right, I will. I'll burn this whole motherfucking place down. And my <laughs> husband doesn't remember anything. He doesn't like to fight. Anytime I'm like, we need to talk about this relationship. He'll start like frying chicken. And he'll be like, you're just hungry. I'm going to make you a sandwich. You know what? You want me to order a pizza? Like, that's what he'll say to me. Like, I'll be like, where do you think we're going to be in 10 years? And he'll be like, right here. What are you talking about? Like, Doing exactly this. Doing exactly this. Like, me, I'll be like, mm, I, and I'll be like, well, do you remember this thing that happened? Like, <laughs> this is such a... He's like, no, I, bring I don't. All the time. Like, my husband, something happened. Like, I was going through some depression, like, early in our relationship and I just wasn't working that much and I wasn't doing anything around the house. I was like a ball. Like I would come home from work when I worked and like put on my pajamas, order the same pizza and like go to sleep. That's all I did. And he took me to a Chinese food restaurant and he talked to me about it. But the way he talked to me about it was like, like a job interview, Mm -hmm. like a job, like, like a review, like, like, you're not doing very good at this job and you might get fired soon. 
And I, this was fucking 10 years ago. And I hold on to this shit. If something happens, I'll be like, remember that time you took me to the Chinese food restaurant and fired me? Remember that? Like, and she'll be like, yes, yeah, it was so long ago. And I'll be like, yeah, well, I, I couldn't help but think about it because you ate all the cheese. And this is like, this is, so I am that person in a relationship that both Javi and Kale are. And it's hard, it was hard to watch them. Like, yeah. Because you need someone so, to balance you out. Where you fall, he picks you up. He Right, you need someone to calm the fuck down. And yeah. they would one-up each other constantly. I'm so happy yeah. my husband calms me down because I would burn this bitch down. I would do it. I'm yeah, exactly. You, like, I mean, a relationship needs to be, like, so where you are ready to burn this shit down, your husband's like, chill the fuck out. But then at the same time, I'm sure where your husband is like, can't you're the one that's like no this needs to be done this way for you and yeah because of this because he's like well i don't know and you help him become better at his job and better as a father and where yeah you know like you balance each other out and kale and javi no way they were terrible but that's think, that's why you don't get married when you're 20 usually you right. know but i think that they like i think that this is she was in the middle of fighting for joe with v right because remember they were going back and forth this is when joe mm-hmm. was sleeping with both of them and it was drama with that. And I think that she was just like, okay, people think he's cute because he has these big dick-sucking lips. Everyone loves Javi because he, he, he like, teaches kids how to, how to ride, ride bikes, bikes and shit. <laughs> yeah, they, they love Javi. And he likes Isaac. Isaac likes him. This is a good time. And he's got a family. He's got this thing I've never had. It looks yep. great from over here. His and mom's going to live with us. Yeah, all this stuff's going to be great. Like, oh, he's going in the military? Because remember, they weren't it paid that much back then. I'm yep. going to have benefits. I'm going to have this. And then, so she was like, yes, this is what I want. This person represents what I've never had in life. And then she realizes, fuck, I don't even know how to exist in a house. I mean, in a relationship, in a home where somebody else's mom is always there, where I, where somebody's sisters and cousins are always there. Where, yeah. And they're always on his side. Like, do you remember? Yep, which their, is their another wedding? reason I think Brianna and Hoppy yeah. might be good together. Cause it's like, he would understand her mom and her sister always in her business because his sister and his mom are always in his fucking business. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I think having Kale is still fucking sometimes they flirt too much for me. Um, Agreed. And it's so bad. It's so bad because that's why they fight too, because there's no boundaries. There's no clear boundaries. Yeah. And I think that Isaac, I know you guys love Isaac. He's okay. I think Isaac and Lincoln were very cute this episode. Oh, um, I'm happy I did want to talk Kale. about, I did want to talk about though, I noticed, okay, so in the scene when they all went to dinner and Javi right, was like, Javi. so when are you due? And Kale like got a grimace on her face and she was like, in three months. And did you notice immediately Isaac jumped up and wrapped his arm around her neck and was like, I love you so much. And then Lincoln was like, you're my best friend, mommy. I love you, mommy. And then turned to Javi and was like, I love you too, daddy. You're both my best friend. But I noticed the minute that she did that, both the boys immediately went to I love you, mommy mode. I think they were very aware that Kale was mad. Yes. They understand she's mad. They've seen the two. They've seen, keep in mind that Javi, what we've seen on camera is only a small percentage of what Kale and Javi do. Okay. Yeah. So they've been there. They've been through all this stuff, and they're trying to, like, just like Jake, just like all the mm-hmm. other sad kids on the fucking show, they're trying to 
to make the situation better. And yeah, I noticed that immediately when like Isaac, like literally jumped out of his chair and like threw his arms around her neck. Yeah. Because like, he, saw, up, he mommy. saw the question. Up, I think he saw, I think Isaac is old enough to hear the tone in Javi's voice and see that Cheshire smile that he gets. Because Javi oh gets a God. fucking shit-eating grin before he does he loves this. it. Yeah, because he fucking loves it. Loves it. And I think Isaac is old enough to see that and hear that voice and see that smile. And he's old enough to see the look on Kale's face and her tone of voice. And just, and then I think... Lincoln is learning to follow Isaac in these situations. You know, I'm so happy that you can see Javi for what he is because so many people want to throw their pussy up in a circle for that dude. Like, they just want to be like, they love Javi. They're just like, <laughs> I wish I had a Javi. Javi this, and he's going to no. teach the kids to ride the bike, and Javi's got a job. And, like, Javi, Fuck Javi. pokes at Kale. Oh, my and God. And Kale does not so know how much. to deal with it. And so he, much. <sighs> yeah. I'm so happy you see that. I just, this is how, like, when I first started listening to this podcast, I recall you saying something about Javi, and I was like, she gets it. She gets it. She knows what's happening. Hey, guys, to hear the rest of this episode, which includes Princess and I talking a ton of shit about Leah and especially Janelle, come on over to patreon.com slash evpsychos. Have a great week. Bye. This has been an episode of Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Executive producers Molly McAleer and Liz Bentley. Produced by Nicole Matthews. Special thanks to Sarah DiGiovanna for our logo. Head on over to our Patreon page for more rewards. www.patreon.com slash ebpsychos. And come on over to our Facebook page for more discussion.